What's up, guys? Welcome to SpawnCast. A lot of a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I have quite a few people here with me. Uh, I'll start from the left, I guess. Uh, Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, outstanding. How are you? I'm. You know, it's another it's another day for me. Another day. Uh, let me, <laughs> uh, Evan. How how are things over there? I know you guys are having like a land party, but you're you're kind enough yeah, to join us. It, it's quiet now, but you know, if you hear anything running in the background, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me jump over. OJ, how how are you doing tonight, man? Doing good, doing good. I got a lot of sleep today, so I'm feeling yeah. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, yeah, there's. I mean, a lot of stuff happened obviously over the over the past two weeks because we actually could not get on online last weekend because we got. It took a while for us to get home from from uh, too many games. It ended up being a late night, um, but we got to meet a lot of people, fans, and um, other YouTubers. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, Man, there were some big surprises. I mean, you guys, I mean, did anyone else really see Star Fox 2 showing up? Like, anyone else see that coming? Not me. <laughs> I don't think anybody did, right? I mean, a no. Super Nintendo Classic. That well, We, we kind of knew the Super Nintendo Classic was showing up. Uh, uh, I think uh, Eurogamer mm. kind of broke that story. And uh, then Microsoft asked people about that in their survey. And then all of a sudden, Nintendo shows up and they're saying, well, hey, Star Fox 2 is a part of it. Now, what, I mean, what, what games do you guys... What are your favorites on there right now? I know a lot of people were sad that Chrono Trigger wasn't there, but uh, there's, I mean, there's some good ones on there. Me personally, uh, Star Fox Two and Star Fox is my personal favorites, along with Final Fantasy Six and uh, Secret of Mana. But because of the emulation factor, you know what I mean. I, I'm hoping for that perfect emulation. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, I, I I saw your video as well, where we we both kind of had the same idea about the Super FX chip finally being emulated mm -hmm. like correctly, because uh, the Super FX has always been kind of an enigma for people who write emulators. Even uh, BSNES, which has turned into um, oh, that's turned into uh, Hygen, I think is what it turned into now, where that's like as close to perfect as they can get hardware wise for an emulator, but it still has some issues with the super effects. But if Nintendo designs an entire emulator based around this game, then it's going to get, we, we all know, let's, let's be realistic here. It's going to be hacked probably what day, day two, maybe. I mean, how long did it take for the super or the Nintendo class to get hacked? I think a couple days, right? Yeah, it was, it was long. And, and that's one of the first things they did was start to pull the emulator off. So, you know, the Super Nintendo Classic is going to have its emulator pulled off like right away. And they're going to how easy would it be for them just to use the same technology as the, as the NES Mini, right? And just modify it a little bit to probably save them a lot of money. That's exactly what I said. They don't they don't need to. The, the hardware in the Nintendo Mini is fine for um for the super nintendo games people were running super nintendo games on it perfectly it's it's actually that what's really funny is a lot of people don't know this but the nintendo classic is technically stronger in power than the wii was <laughs> which is really funny oh, um, yeah that's true actually <laughs> yeah yeah they were running n64 games on it, super nintendo basically everything but they never they didn't write an emulator for it whereas Nintendo is going to write a specific emulator that's going to run that FX chip. It's going to be really cool because, well, one, did you see that uh, Star Fox, you have to beat the first level to unlock Star Fox 2? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that is a cool idea. That's such a cool feature. Evan, did you see the list of games? Uh, yeah, I saw the U.S. and the Japanese list. I mean, the games are great. Nothing really stood out to me because they're all awesome. So it's like one of those great purchases all around. Yeah, I mean, the games there, I mean, Mario RPG is on there. That's one that everybody wanted, and it's there. Yeah. So like yeah. I, I saw the list. And I was like, well, but you, Evan, you were saying you might want the Japanese one. Just to get the rest of it, you know, like Super Soccer and all that. Uh, well, you, the, wanted, you were happy to see Fire Emblem was there. Yeah, just because it's, it's very... It's how like the culture, I guess, between the two systems and the two countries work. Like they're the ones that get the Fire Emblem style games, and then we're just handed like the regular Mario's and such. But we got Mario RPG, so I'm 
I'm pretty happy about that. Oh yeah, Mario RPG is great on there. What do you What do you think, OJ? What when you look down that list, did anything jump out to you that you were really excited about? Yeah, Final Fantasy VI was like, oh man, this is gonna be like awesome, you know, because I was really young when Final Fantasy VI came out. Um, like really, really young, and my brother mainly played that game, and I would play sometimes. We beat it together, but it was mainly him playing. You know what I'm saying? So. For me to actually, I never bothered going back and playing again because I already saw all the game. I played it. It was fun, but it was something that we experienced together. So it holds a special place in my heart. My brother is seven years older than me, you know, so, you know, big brother playing the game. So for me, like to be able to actually just have it in that same type of situation, you know, with the, the way that it looks, I think that's like, that's like super nostalgic for me, you know? And I know that like when he comes home on the weekends, like we're going to, or not, he doesn't ever come on the weekends. When he comes home during the holidays, uh, we're definitely going to play it again and stuff. So for me, Final Fantasy VI stood out. Just because of for like a personal note, um, outside of that, like Secret of Mana, like is amazing. That's the first time that I ever like played an RPG like with someone else, you know, like a two player RPG. So that was also really special as well. And then like Super Mario RPG, like that was the first RPG where like I literally like okay, I was like okay, I'm gonna get like, everything, you know. It's an easier yeah. RPG, but it was like the first one was like okay, I'm gonna do everything that I can in this game. There's a lot of cool secrets in that game, so <laughs> those games kind of stood out um, overall for me. But they're all really good. I mean, like yeah, like Donkey Kong Country. There's there's so much great stuff in there, and it'll be cool to see how it looks through HDMI too. Yeah, you know what's surprising? How many people haven't played the Super Nintendo? Like, and how many people I want to smack for not playing the Super Nintendo? <laughs> It's a good system. So, it's a great. I actually like the yeah. Super Nintendo more than the regular Nintendo. Oh yeah, me too. Hands down. You know, one game not to discredit on there is Yoshi's Island. That's also Super FX two chip. Yep. Yeah, the Super FX two is interesting. The, the The difference really between the two, a lot of people think it's speed, but really it, it's the it's unlocked so it can actually access more than eight megabits of the chip. It's interesting. Um, like when I would make re, uh, reproduction carts, I would use that for certain um, modded games like Yoshi's Island needs an FX2 chip, which uh, Doom uses one. Yeah. Doom uses an FX2 chip as well, but it doesn't actually run any faster. It just at- lets it access more address lines so it can get more than eight megabits because Star Fox 1 and Star Fox 2 is technically only a one megabyte game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, one, one uh, tech wave tech wave request I have is that you get a original Star Fox cartridge and overclock it to 60 megahertz yeah and have you seen that have you <laughs> seen them do that it's like fast forward kind of right <laughs> right right but at least it runs smoother right because it's like it's like 12 frames per second on the regular super nintendo yeah. game so yeah that's that's kind of a thing yeah something cool <laughs> um I, I used to i i did that a few times it was it was fun um you can get a regular one but you don't actually have to use a star fox one cartridge you can use a stunt racer fx cartridge oh okay yeah <laughs> yep that actually is the same almost the exact same board as star fox one is Stunt Racer FX. They actually used almost the exact same board. Okay, um, and it runs better than if you use that one, right? Yep. Yeah, because Stunt Racer FX, you can actually that's it's actually a little easier to overclock that one. So a lot of people mm-hmm. use that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of little little things because a lot there's a lot of Super Nintendo carts out there. A lot of people don't know have the same boards as as different games like uh, NBA or I'm sorry NFL uh, 95 uses the same board as uh, Final Fantasy VI, for example. <laughs> um, okay in terms of address lines and everything. Yeah, it's pretty, I, I mean, I did that one video of a really easy one, but there are some really difficult ones that I've made too um, that require more work, like uh, Star Ocean, for example. Yeah, half is, the ones is, you brought in that when you opened them up, it was like a spider web of wires. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but they made it a little easier now. I can, they, there's a couple uh, uh, secret hush-hush places that now make Super Nintendo boards that make things a little easier, so... Um, a little easier. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the Super Nintendo Classic. A lot of people are concerned, though, that 
you're not gonna be able to get one. <laughs> and mm -hmm. there are some interesting things though, because they came out with news that apparently France is getting a significant amount more than uh, what the Nintendo Classic originally got. Apparently they're gonna get more Super Nintendo Classics than they got Switch units on, on the first like wave of Switch units. Yeah, um, I think it was, it was like 160,000 or something like that. Super Nintendo Classics are gonna show up there. Yep. Uh, which, which, when I kind of looked at that, I was hoping that maybe that means that that we'll get a fighting chance here in the in the in the states. You know, maybe maybe they release half a million or three quarters of a million Super Nintendo units here. Because if it is just the Nintendo Mini or the Nintendo Classic just reshelled, I feel like they probably would be able to produce those from when they stop making Nintendo Classic up till when they release the Super Nintendo Classic in September. That's a lot of time <laughs> to maybe produce tons of them. That's funny. They probably were like, hey, we never actually stopped producing the NES Classic. We're still making it. It's just in a different box. That I mean, that's <laughs> honestly probably what happened. They had to probably take the time the past couple months to code the emulator or at least maybe port it. The emulator they've been using maybe on the Wii and stuff and maybe port it over. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, obviously 3D print the the, the shell. <laughs> I mean, that's right. probably all they did. I mean, when I open it, I have a feeling I'm going to open my Nintendo Classic as well and compare them and it's going to be almost the exact same system. Um, cause they, they don't even look that much different in size. Do they, they look pretty similar the person was like kind of holding it up just like they did the NES classic. Yeah. It looks about the same. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see when I open it up, but I, I again, I, maybe I end up having to pay out too much money for this. I, I had to pay a hundred dollars for my NES classic when it was in like that. There was this time with NES classic where it came out and it was super expensive and then it kind of died down and then it became expensive again when they discontinued it. I kind of got it right in that like Valley, like that little valley so um have faith you'll be able to get one <laughs> yeah i'll go wait i'll go wait yeah. in line at walmart <laughs> if france yeah. is getting 160k day one and they got like eighty four thousand for the entire lifespan of nes classic then i think we could you know hope that united states is going to get way more well, uh, also the fact that i was able to pre-order one like an hour and a half after it went on for pre-orders people were pre-ordering it throughout that whole time and i was still able to and this is the uk guys so Amazon UK, I was still able to pre-order one an hour and a half after pre-orders went live. So they got a pretty, the UK got a pretty significant stock of it. So if, if they're getting pretty significant stock of it, if I can wait an hour and a half to get a pre-order, you know, and then more became available, um, then we should be able to. But now they're, a lot of people are raising the prices, like the UK retailers down. They're being douchebags and they're did raising you see the, the uh, Did you see the eBay, um, eBay listings already popped up? <laughs> Okay, screw mm -hmm. those eBay listings. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it popped up and was like, I got a pre-order for the Super Nintendo Classic, $300, and it's yours. <laughs> oh God, Has anybody heard about anything for the United States pre-orders? So then they're going up. I haven't oh, heard anything. Uh, we, were we were talking about this a little bit before we went on stream. Uh, we we hear that it's they're waiting for an FCC certification. That's why there's no pre-order yet for it. Um. Hmm. That's the same reason, apparently, that the Xbox One X is still not able to be pre-ordered. Because I've been trying to pre-order the Xbox One X for a while now, and I still can't. I see. They're waiting for oh. FCC verification or certificate. Is, 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 or that the, is that the rumor, or is that an actual statement? It's. Um, I feel like it's a rumor right now, because Nintendo hasn't said anything about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Xbox One X, I believe that is fact. I think that's why. And a lot of people are linking the two together. Like, oh, maybe that's why the Super Nintendo Classic isn't able to be pre-ordered, because... We've we know about we've known about the Xbox One X for you know half a month now and we still can't pre-order it. Yeah, because the um the you know Famicom and and you know Super Famicom stuff, the Europe stuff, that looks cool and everything. But I I, I would like to have the purple and gray 
that I grew up with. So I'm hoping Me for too. the United States version. I, I yeah. agree. When people were saying that the that the European version looks better, I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up here. No, it doesn't. A lot, of people, a lot of people like the way the Super Famicom looks, which I can understand because it's more colorful. But I think everybody on this podcast right now grew up with the the classic purple and gray. So yeah, I prefer the purple and gray because it's what I had. You know, I mean, I still yeah. have mine over there. So um, I agree. You know, I think it's uh, Evan. I think you're probably the only one that likes the Super Famicom version more. No, I like the colors, but dude, it's still the classic. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Thirty-two thousand colors, man. Yeah, nostalgia is a powerful <laughs> thing. I will say the box for the Japanese version looks better. Yeah, the box. Yeah, I agree. I just got the European one just because I was like, okay, let me just just get this just in case. This is like backup plan, just in case, you know. So that's the reason why. Um, What's interesting? It just doesn't come with a power adapter from what I was seeing. It, it doesn't for, for the Europe and Japan doesn't U.S. will. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a micro USB cable. It's weird. Like we, you can just use your so, cell phone adapter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that. But uh, I guess that was the same thing for the NES Classic too. Um, the European and the Jap Japanese one didn't come with the power adapter either. Weird. I wonder why that is. Because it's the same price. I, weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, I guess they each make their own individual decisions when it comes to Nintendo of Europe and Nintendo of Japan. Yeah, compared to that's Nintendo true. Of America. That's true. That's true. I mean, technically, they don't have. I mean, they don't. They don't give you a power adapter with your 3DS XL. So, and that's obviously a proprietary adapter. Yeah. So I guess I, they, I think they gave you one though with, with the newest one, the, the 2DS XL. You get one with that one. <laughs> yeah. Going yeah back I mean, and forth. It, it, it's, it's weird that we're happy that they're giving us a power adapter with our item now. <laughs> I, I know. So you say, hey, we get a power adapter now. Awesome, right? <laughs> like, oh, they took out the 3D, and we can at least give you like a little power adapter to plug it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I still, I still want to. I'll probably end up getting one. I know I'm giving one away, but I'll probably end up getting a 2DS XL anyway because it's um, I don't know. I I never really liked the 3D feature in the first place. I was, was kind of that guy. Yeah, I, I was I that never, guy. <laughs> I never used it. My my brother uses it like crazy, and I don't know how his eyes are still attached to you know like <laughs> still attached. But he blasted all the way to the max. I can't. I can't. Use wow, it man, that like makes yeah. you a cross eyed instantly. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know how he does it, but he, he blasted to the max. And he played. He played Legend of Zelda. Uh, what was it a Link Between Worlds? The whole thing. Wow, like forty hours in that game. He put he played it all in three. Was holding it like this. This oh. is before the super stable 3D. He was holding wow. it like this. I'm like, you're crazy, man. Wow, jeez. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like in between. I play it for a little bit, 3D, to see how it looks, then turn it off. You know, so it's yeah. like, yeah. I usually I just keep 3D off all the time, and like I said, that's why I was really happy to see a 2DS XL because I don't use 3D, and it, and apparently it's it's lighter. So I kind of like the way it looks too. It has like nice little look to it. Um, yeah, blue neon. It's a bit lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, oh, okay. So I was talking that we were talking to. Uh, OJ about this, um, Dave, before we went on, and that's that. Uh, it looks like Mass Effect is pretty much done. It's over. Did you see the it, the news for it that came out for it? It's over. What do you mean over? Maybe I missed something. I'll let OJ tell you. Well, they, <laughs> it looks apparently it looks like the DLC, the story, like the major story DLC is canceled for the game. So, Ooh. and and that's combined with EA saying um, it's taking a break. So you get yeah. the cancellation of the story DLC, supposedly. Also, they're taking a break, and then most of Bioware's teams are working on Anthem. They've all kind yeah. of been reassigned in different places. And then the next Dragon uh, Dragon Age game, you know, and stuff. So 
so yeah, apparently, I mean, everyone knows I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Or at least if you didn't know, now you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty tough blow. So I was thinking that potentially, you know, maybe this would be a good time for like a Mass Effect uh, trilogy, like remaster within the next year or two. Just kind of show people what the actual good games were like and don't leave the taste of Andromeda and everyone's, you know. Well, so I like the, I like the first goes. one a lot. Yeah. Well, was DLC promised before it was released? Yes. Yes. Okay. They definitely said there's going to be DLC, that they're going to make multiple improvements. Like they, they had a, a whole course, like a whole, they had like a state of the union address for like <laughs> Mass Effect fans where they talked about everything. They said there's going to be DLC. They said there's going to, they're going to continue working on improvements and fixes. And I don't even know if any of that's even going to happen as far as all the improvements and fixes. I mean, I think we'll get stuff here and there, but it's definitely, it's it shifted. The sales, I mean, obviously the game is down $39.99, you know, pretty quick. Pretty pretty quick at thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, it's not selling. It's it's obviously sales have dropped off a cliff at this point. So it's unfortunate, but yeah. uh, I haven't played the game myself. But is it really that bad, or is it just the facial stuff, animations, and that quality control part? Well, you guys can talk first, then I'll have a little bit to say. <laughs> it's honestly they they've they've tried to fix it a lot, but really I gave up on the game very quickly. To be honest, after I saw what was happening in the beginning. I actually got rid of my copy pretty quick because I was done with it and I had to move on. But I got I got really fortunate because dumb Walmart gave me forty bucks for it. Mm. So it was nice. like I, I played it for a bit. I did like a stream thing for it. And I was like, I'm not gonna have time to play this game as much as I'd like to. So I got rid of it because I, I had a feeling it was gonna get to this point. With I mean, we kind of knew it was gonna be like this before it even came out, right? Weren't all those like videos yeah. coming out about yeah. like the quality of it. And I was like, Oh man, this is, I, I've seen how some of the mass effect games have gotten where you can go to like a store and get mass effect three for like $8 now or something like that. And I was like, ah, it's going to fall off a cliff. So I, I got rid of mine pretty quick, but um, yeah. I'm sure OJ could comment better than me on it though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take too long because then I'll turn into OJ complains about <laughs> mass effect podcasts. But um, the, the, the main problem with it is that, you know, the other mass effect games were pretty cohesive when it comes to your main character, how you interact with the other teams how everything looks. Obviously, it wasn't the best-looking game, but it wasn't a bad-looking game. But this game is somehow worse-looking than Mass Effect 3 when it comes to the animations, when it comes to, like... Because, like, you're spending a lot of time looking at the character's face. That's what you do in Mass Effect. You're looking at their face, and when they're so bad, she's so ugly, you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't have to be ridiculously pretty, but she's she's just the goofiest, derpiest-looking character. She does that weird thing where, like, her face is, like... Yeah, she's just, like, she's like, a weird, cheesy smile. She's just... <laughs> derpy and stupid looking and then you combine that with just like awful animations like good. walking and just like just weird combat of uh, balances between combat just menus upon menus of combat options like you can pick everything like, usually like it's like class based right you can pick this class this class then you can do replay value based on that they're just say like, hey you can do everything now it's like there's just like a million options that i'm like this is like an endless pit of upgrades and stuff that i'm never going to do in this game that isn't that good so it's just a combination of all those things and also confusing, like, where do you go? Like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, here's the mission, and then you don't know where to go. It's like you don't know where, like, the, it's, it's hard to explain, but you don't know where it lines up. It's not as simple as it was in the past. Um, and the story's dumb. The Reaper story's much better than this. This Pathfinder thing is stupid. It's stupid. It's so dumb. So, <laughs> this, Well, the this thing about my- Mass Effect is that with the original is that with Shepard, you re- you really could get into what he was going through and you can kind of decide for yourself too. And so I take it this game, you just don't care about the main character no, basically, no, right? you don't care about her or her stupid twin brother, twin sister. You don't, <laughs> that's dumb too. Let me, let me talk. 
that putting twins in there like that that's stupid too it's so predictable what happens in this game about the beginning i don't want to ruin it for anyone but it's just like you can see everything coming from a mile away um like i said it's going to turn into me ranting on it so i'll stop right there but either way the game's just not good it's just not good i don't care about the story i don't care about a lot of things in it they need to make a story that we actually care about like mass effect one through three you cared this game you don't care about anything that's happening. You don't care about pathfinding. You want to do reapers. You want something big and crazy. You want the elusive man. You know what I'm saying? You want something. You want something like that. You don't want this. So that's that's my take. I, on I think it. yeah. I think the height of that entire series was definitely Mass Effect Two. I think that's where it like really peaked. So it kind of it kind of fell down after that. Um, three. A lot of people didn't like the ending, and then of course Andromeda kind of turned into what it is. I mean, Evan, you only played the first and second one, didn't you? Yeah, I stopped for a second because I looked at the news for the third and the whole issue with the writer changing from the guy that did the first one and then co-oping in the second to just the girl who immediately in an interview before the game even dropped said she hated sci-fi and didn't really want to write for it. But, you know, it's a job. And it was like, I don't want to touch your game right now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's so not a good sign. Uh, all right. Let's um, let's let's talk about some of the the stuff in the news for the switch there's some interesting things that happened did you guys get a chance to, well I, actually yeah i assume you guys did uh you guys saw the like the um the investors meeting stuff didn't you mm-hmm. put me to sleep but go ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah you can talk about it more I, I didn't find anything really too interesting unless you guys found something interesting in there well some of the questions were really dumb <laughs> there was oh, yeah. <laughs> there was one where they they asked if they could get super passes to super nintendo world and that just seemed like the dumbest thing to ask when you're face to face with that dais of like miyamoto and, and kinoshima over here you got like basically everyone that's important in nintendo in front of you and you asked instead of asking about games or hardware or or plans for the future you ask if you can get super passes to super nintendo world <laughs> a, a universal i mean quick line <laughs> what you gotta have what? that quick line man yeah uh, man. Man, and um, gosh, it was so when I when I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, and like so many questions were going through my mind that they could have asked him, and then they asked them that, and I was just like, oh. But there were some, there were a couple weird things that happened. There was one I saw where they they talked about PC gaming, and they obviously they said no, that's probably not going to happen. They're they're more interested in mobile, and then they talked about virtual console being more than just software. They talked about it being hardware. Did you guys see that too? Where mm-hmm. the question was about Game Boy Advanced Virtual Console, when that's going to show up to the Switch, because obviously it's on the Wii U. And they do this weird diversion thing, where they, instead of just saying, oh, it's coming, or we're, we're thinking about it, working on it, they, for some reason they decide to bring up the, the, the Nintendo Classic as being a form of physical... Um, which kind of caught me off guard, because it, it didn't seem like that. It almost seemed like it was kind of out of left field where he pulls that in. And that kind of made me think that maybe instead of N64 Classic coming up next, maybe it's the Game Boy Advance Classic. They actually make an HDMI system with just Game Boy Advance games. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I would be excited about that. I mean, I really? had I had the I had the Game Boy Advance uh, adapter for the GameCube, mm-hmm. and um, that was great at the time. But do you um, still have that? Uh, I don't think I do, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I wish I, think, I did. That thing's kind of rare now. I know. I, I know. I wish I had a lot of my old stuff, but still. But, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but uh, I can see why they would say that since they're releasing the SNES uh, Classic uh, pretty soon. They'll say, well, you know, VC is part of our hardware too. You know, now buy the SNES Classic. You know, I, I can see why they would say that. You know, it makes sense. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was. Just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, are are they really going to go Nintendo 64 next? With how bad the emulation is for that right now? With, I mean, computers have a hard time with N64 correctly. There's so many like like weird graphical glitches. Yeah, you can play a lot of the games, but they don't look very good and they don't always run the best. Um, I mean, GameCube emulation is is much better than N64, and there's so many weird things about the Nintendo 64 when it comes to emulating. When it's like the thing had like built-in anti-aliasing that makes everything look kind of blurry, and there's so much stuff to that. It's that Z buffer, man. Yeah, there's so much stuff there, though. I mean, Vaseline buffer. But like the Game Boy Advance emulation along with Game Boy is so easy. Like that seems like something they could easily throw like a bunch of games into the Game Boy Advance. And my thought was if they do that. What if they did how they did with Star Fox 2? What if their big poster game is Mother 3? Like, to just get you on board. It's like on the front cover, like they have Star Fox 2, first time in the States, or, you know, released outside Japan, Mother 3. I mean, that's that's a good guess, right? That's like a good, maybe, prediction because of what they did with Star Fox. But, um, yeah, I think people would be, if you included Mother 3, that would get people a lot more hyped up, right? Did, did, you, see the, did, you, did you see the, the thing on Adult Swim for Mother 3? No, I did it actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So I was gonna, I was gonna talk about this at one point in time in a video when I get a chance. But uh, <laughs> they, so somebody went to a uh, wrestling, uh, do, like WWE event, and they had a sign that said "Localized Mother 3. And they oh, held okay. it up for the camera. I, 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 I saw did. that. I didn't know it was Adult Swim, though. I so thought... Adult Swim aired like a 30-second advert thing. You know how like you're watching like a show and then instead of a commercial, it goes to like a black screen and white text and they're talking about something? Mm-hmm. One of the things was like it, it basically narrates the entire thing and then it pops up and like the Adult Swim narrations, like I think it's time, Nintendo. People are taking signs to like wrestling events <laughs> saying localized <laughs> Mother 3. And they're like, lo- and they basically say Nintendo localized Mother 3. <laughs> I, I'm almost positive that's the best company to work for. If you're going to work for a company as Adult Swim, do they do anything outside, <laughs> outside of make jokes and put up weird <laughs> videos of stuff? So yeah, that's, that's, something, that's something that totally like Adult Swim would do. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. I saw that. It's on YouTube. You can somebody actually recorded it like with a phone, but uh, it was it was hilarious. I couldn't believe they did that. And then I guess like people are just going to keep bugging Reggie from Mother 3. And, and I mean, Reggie even says, I, I can't go like what? five minutes at E3 without being asked about Mother 3 or something like that. Didn't so. Nintendo make uh, the Robot Chicken guys do the E3 from 2014? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah they, they, know, they know each other. They're with Adult Swim, yeah. They know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so... <laughs> they're like, what about Star Fox? What about Metroid? What about Mother 3? And he's like, well... <laughs> I mean, I feel, like, I feel like Mother 3 <laughs> is something that they know they can get a ton of sales out of. So, I don't know. If you do a Game Boy Advance refresh, why not have that as like the, the Star Fox 2 of that thing? <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. So that's a- that, that would get that would get, probably get me to, to get it because I'm not big on Game Boy Advance. Like I I just don't think the Game Boy Advance. I mean, I think it's great for people that liked it, but just for me personally, I'm not a huge on Game Boy Advance. So but if they did that, then I'd be like, yeah, I'd be more inclined to get it if they did something sure. like that. My sure. favorite Game Boy Advance games were always the Castlevania ones. They were mm-hmm. excellent. Fantastic. They were great. Aria Sorrow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were awesome. And then uh, there's some they could really ruin the market too. They could put something like uh, Ninja 5 0 on there. <laughs> and just really make people mad. That game's like a hundred something bucks. Destroy the, wow. the, the market yeah. there. I mean, they're they're already putting Earthbound on the Super Nintendo Classic. Yep. That's there true. You go. There you go. This Earthbound costs what two and a half times the amount of the Nintendo Classic or Super yeah, Nintendo. I Classic. Yeah, I checked the price on eBay this I think the other night, and the price has come down. I think for Earthbound now for, for oh. the physical copy because maybe because of that. I think it's come down a little bit. What is it yeah, now? I'm, what did I'm you doubting, say? I, I'm doubting. I'm doubting. Yes, uh, mini comes depends. with the stickers. 
Yeah, it depends <laughs> on what, what you're looking for. Like if you're looking for the one with the player's guide, obviously it's going to be like really expensive. But the cartridge itself, I think it's not, not quite as expensive anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, it used, to be 200 it used to be 200 bucks. That was like the minimum for it. Yeah, let me check. Let me see. Uh, but yeah, too many games. I saw a couple of them. We saw a couple of them where they had like the big box with everything with it because that that game came in a massive box. Um, yeah, I, I know there was a back when Metroid Prime Trilogy, when they released like the the digital version of that on the Wii U, the the prices for that went down significantly. Sure. Um, so yeah, I could have had the same like ripple effect, but I, I'm looking at the prices now. It seems like it's kind of going back up. But at one point, I remember the prices were up to like almost two hundred dollars for Metroid Prime Trilogy. So mm -hmm. wow, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I used to have like two copies of that game too. Yeah, I know. I bought one for twenty. I, I I still got mine. Twenty bucks. I bought it for twenty bucks at Best Buy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they're probably just trying to fire sale and get rid of some of their games. Though, oh right? yeah, because they, like, they had a bunch of unused copies there at my Best Buy. There was like literally like seven or eight of them when I went there. I was like, hmm. they just said twenty dollars. I was like, all right, twenty dollars. Right. They have a Earthbound cartridge on eBay. It says for twenty four ninety five used. So I don't know if that's real though. That can't be. That's probably a fa you can make the. Uh, believe it or not, people don't know uh, Earthbound is actually not terribly hard to make. Um, mm -hmm. it, but believe it or not, Earthbound is one of the few games that has piracy um, protection. Actually, we'll check. That's a uh, that's a fake. That one right there. Um, I see it. Oh, okay. I see, yeah, reproduction. Um, but Earthbound has piracy protection, and so does uh, Super Metroid. Mm. Yeah. What what they do is they check the amount of RAM on the board, and Super Metroid will tell you. It's like, hey, you cannot play on. Um, you cannot play this game. You need to go take it back to wherever you got it from because it's fake. But Earthbound is awesome. Do you guys know about Earthbound's anti-piracy stuff? No, I haven't heard about it. <laughs> the details. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of checks in Earthbound where it will run a check to see if you're playing on a pirated cart, but it will never stop you. It'll just let you keep going. And then in like the last three hours of the game, the, it gets impossible to beat. Mm. Oh. So that you, they never let you finish it. Yeah, you can you can play through most of it, but you get to the end and the enemies get like have like infinite like health or they do infinite oh. damage when they hit you and you can just never get past it. I think at one point, if you get to a certain point and they kill you, it actually erases your game. Oh my and gosh, that is yeah. amazing! <laughs> and it comes up with a screen and is like, "Don't, don't steal games or something like that." When it happens, <laughs> oh, I, gotta, I gotta look wow. that up now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of checks with that game. It's actually really funny. I ran into this when I actually tried to make a. Uh, there's a couple mods for it, um, where they have uncensored versions of it, like uncut. There's one called like Earthbound. Um, I want to say it's just called Earthbound Uncut, and uh, yeah, that it triggers all the time where it'll come up. So Earthbound for adults only. Yeah, <laughs> well, like they did stuff like they put um. Like they put, uh, it's weird. They what did they have to take off? Like, it's, I think they put well, bars back of, on the hospital yeah, or something like that. And then there were bars instead of coffee places. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there were some like little things. Um, one when one part, uh, Ness is completely naked, but um, in the uh, it's his dream, it's his dream sequence. But in the in the American version, they put pajamas on him, stuff like that. Mm. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a cool little feature. Well, <laughs> cool is relative, I guess, depending on who you are. But it was a funny feature, I think, at the time. <laughs> really messes with people. Um, so let's uh, all right. So let's talk about a uh, <laughs> kind of a more sensitive topic. But let's talk about the Nintendo Switch a little bit, um, within reason. <laughs> uh, so the Nintendo Switch passed a million units sold in Japan but they are definitely struggling with getting units out. Now, they've definitely crossed that million mark. It took, I think, 46 weeks for the PS4 to do it, and what, it took the Switch like 17 weeks. So it flew past the million mark faster than I think 
any system has so far in Japan. But they're, they definitely could have sold more, and, and it's pretty obvious that there's some issue. And we're pretty sure it's the flash chips is what all of us are pretty much positive at this point. Um, and they, I mean, they said that they're figuring it out. They, they have, they apologize and that they're figuring it out, but even so, I think a million units is, is pretty good so far in Japan. We don't know much about the United States because they, they don't share stuff for those until we get the quarterly reports. All we know is what came in first, second, and third. Um, now did, did Nintendo actually publicly say that they were having, uh, those production issues, as far as no. what you said about the flash thing, no, the Wall Street Journal did a whole like uh, insider thing um, and found out all this stuff when they talked to the manufacturers, like Toshiba, where Toshiba basically came out and said there is a shortage for flash chips, and we we uh, we we do business with Nintendo, we do business with Apple, and they were talking about how they're both putting in bids for ch- certain amounts of chips. Right. Um, so I, Wall I Street Journal. There was two. Uh, Kimishima said something, and then uh, the guy from NOA said something. He said that he said we're sorry. We're trying to ship them out as fast as we can. They fly off the shelves as soon as we get them there, and we're sorry. And then Kimishima said in the in the shareholders meeting, he said sorry that you couldn't get one, and that was it. <laughs> I, well, I think they I think they really want to make these things, obviously, but mm-hmm. they're just. They're, I have to imagine that it's not easy to fight Apple over these chips if that's the case. The one advantage they have right now that I've been talking about is that Apple's not going to use 32 gig chips for much longer because they're going to phase that out like soonish, um, where 64 gig will be like the entry level, and then they don't care. They they don't want 32 gig chips probably for another year or two. That's it. Um, so I was talking about Nintendo possibly doing like a like a longer like multi-year deal possibly i mean there's some stuff they can do to try to work with the manufacturers like toshiba but there's not a lot of people who make those chips i think toshiba does i'm trying to remember who else i don't know if they use sandisk or not in there um uh, Henix, i think is the other one that makes flash chips not a lot of companies though so they're kind of stuck and i think it's gonna they taught them how it's gonna last throughout the year and i think that's why they were stuck on 10 million units despite everyone saying well you're selling them like crazy you'll easily hit 16 million units if you can produce them i just don't think they can produce them uh, I, I think the the switch has a lot of of parts that they have to manufacture right they got the two joy cons that are separated they got the system itself you got the uh all the other stuff that comes with it and i mean i think it's the most parts that they've included in a system uh, that they have ever had, right? So people, it's almost like producing to, two systems at a time. <laughs> people seem to forget. Um, they look at the the switch, and I don't think I think a lot of people don't realize how complex that system actually is to build. It's not it's not like a simple system. It's I can tell you now, it's a lot easier to build a PS4 and an Xbox One with a controller and everything with it than it is to build the Switch. Um, first off, neither of those systems have screens. <laughs> That's number one. And um, number two, like you're saying, Dave, with the Joy Cons, the Joy Cons are actually pretty. They're pretty technologically advanced controllers. Again, people don't realize this, but when I opened mine, I could tell minus the antenna, there's, there's actually a lot going on in here. Yeah, and there was some um, information that was leaked on the SDK thing. Yeah, that, yeah uh, that was that was a good read actually. I read the, all of um, The actually those 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 sensors for your hands. That's actually kind of um, um, you know high tech. You know. Yes. We just haven't seen it really used much in games yet, but that is probably kind of expensive. The rock, and, paper, scissors stuff where they were showing that off yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's it, actually it, really cool. It could be it could be the case where those that technology in the Joy-Cons is not quite um, volume level as far as them able to produce like 10 million at a time. You know, maybe they have to take a little bit longer to get that going. 
Well, that and they probably have to find somebody with a really good idea for it. I mean, sure, they did the rock, paper, scissors kind of stuff, but they're probably looking for somebody who's going to show up with like a really cool. I don't really know what you really do with that in a mainstream game. Um, I'm sure Nintendo can figure something out because they're very imaginative, obviously. I just don't know what you would do with that like right off the bat. I, I, I have a hard time thinking of some creative stuff. That's something Nintendo, you know, is, is good at, right? They, they're good at getting that kind of stuff going for, you know, something innovative like that. It's just that we haven't really seen that much yet besides one, two switch, but that technology is really cool. Actually. It's really cool. I, I'd love to see more uh, use of it in the future. Um, yeah. But I, I could definitely see that, um, you know, there's so much technology going on there and so, many, so much stuff to produce that, yeah, all that you get in the box, that's that's a, that's a lot, you know. It's, it's it's like it's produced, you know, you think about PS4 and Xbox One, they got the console and the controller and a little headset, you're done. And you got the Switch, you got like how yeah. many different parts you got there, like six? That's why, that's why so many people <laughs> remember a lot of the um, third parties and other people that were kind of, like, I think Konami even said it, they were surprised with how cheap the system actually was when they revealed the price. Mm-hmm. Um, people were all, like, saying 250 you know, 250 But when I Even when I was looking at it initially, I was like, I, I mean, they got to put a dock in there. There's got to be a power adapter. There's got to be, uh, obviously, a system with two Joy-Cons. I don't know if it's going to be that. And then 300 but... Even at three hundred, some of those some of those companies were really shocked at how cheap they got that system to be, you know. And it's that's got. I, I have a feeling the Switch is a system that Nintendo probably they still make money on it, but it's definitely their their least profitable system. If I had to take a guess, it's hard to say because I think the technology they're using in the um, the hand gesture thing, I think that's licensed from another company, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Um, I think they're using it, so they may be paying extra for that as well. So yeah, they may not be making too much profit on it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. They just crammed a lot of stuff in there, and it's going to take people time, obviously, to to use it. But let's um let's let's jump from that real quick, and let's jump over to what what I see a lot of people. It's it's a very um controversial topic right now about the switch, and that of course is third party support, right? That's that's the one that I'll, and and I will say third party support. Um, the reason I don't, I don't really talk about it as much because it doesn't impact me as much to be honest. Because I obviously I you know I like every system, so I don't care as much because I got the switch to play games that were Nintendo oriented or or games that I can't play on other systems. But I do see a lot of people who are who are really like back and forth on the whole third party thing. Um, Dave, I see you on one side on Twitter, and then obviously OGSC on on the other a lot. You guys kind of like clash at times on Twitter. Um, friendly, of course. No one, no one gets like crazy or anything. But uh, <laughs> no, we're cool. Uh, no, yeah, we're no, cool. No, yeah, yeah. There, there are some people on there. I will say on Twitter, not not even YouTube. They get they get pretty crazy with it, right? <laughs> they get out well, all the time. Well, there, there, there are guys that like to you know kind of stir it up a little bit, you know, and sure. it's just how it is. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with anyone stirred up. It's just the, the the name calling is when I okay when I'm like okay now I got to put someone on blast on Twitter <laughs> like when you start calling names, you know. I mean, it's the, it's, yeah, it's the internet. I mean, if, it, it's, it's amazing when people don't call each other names. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like achievement unlocked. No one like cursed at each other. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, what it is is when you, when you type something, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you just type it and you're like, haha, you know, whatever. But if you're actually talking to someone face to face, it's, it's much better. You know, it's yeah, not, it's yeah. really hard to do when you're talking to thousands of people, though. It's, you just can't, it doesn't work the, that The way. other problem is Twitter limits you to 140. I, I can never, get a point across or, or even I don't even try to I don't even try to conversate on Twitter as much because it's like if I'm like two sentences in I'm already out of characters so yeah. I don't even try anymore to do any of that um, 
But yeah, uh, I, I'm getting kind of tired of it myself. Uh, basically, I'm just, I'm just, you know, retweeting stuff now and posting my videos. I mean, on I'll, there. Still, I'll still talk <laughs> about stuff. I'll ask yeah. questions and things. But um, uh, but okay. So let's talk about this this third party support thing. I, I do have an opinion on it, and I will talk about it. But um, what do you think, Dave? Oh, what do I think? Um, actually, I got better, better idea. Let's start with Evan. Evan, what do you think about third party support in the Switch? Well, with the with all the Nintendo stuff that's coming up, it's it's almost not as necessary, especially since a lot of the new AAA games, at least for the third-party type stuff, I'm not really that interested in them mm. myself, just because it's the same recycled things. I'm, Ubisoft's coming out with another Assassin's Creed, but in, during the prior console generation, they clearly stated in the new generation, we would start seeing more IPs, more fresh things from them, and we're not, so... Well, I know you're, you're a PC gamer, so you would get the Switch mostly for the imaginative or you could even say creative games from Nintendo, I'd assume, yeah, right? Yeah, de definitely more for that than anything else and for the purported virtual console that's going to have internet capabilities, like be able yes. to play multiplayer virtual console games on that handheld. That sounds fantastic. Uh, but it's I'm really not just at all excited about any like, oh, well, now we're going to get Call of Duty, which I think they said no. Like, it's actually a definitive no now. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I haven't played Call of Duty in years, so while it doesn't, yeah. it, again, it doesn't affect, this. Th these are things that don't affect me, but I'm sure they affect other people. Go on, Evan. <laughs> yeah, because I find I'm more interested in the games that are starting to, like, appear on PC and they'll last there for, like, a couple years in its own incubation time period, and then eventually maybe it'll go to consoles. I mean, we you got Dead Cells on uh, Switch, which is great. We got uh, Incoming, we got a... Night, we got Night War, the uh, Battle Chasers game, so that's going to be interesting for the Switch. And it's kind of cool because even though we talk about how it needs third-party support, I think it's getting the right third-party support this early so far. Like, I'm not really that interested in those major titles yet, but these small titles that keep popping up from the smaller companies, those are really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, would you count uh, Mario Rabbids as being third-party since Ubisoft is working on it? Not really Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo's helping, but... I, I mean, I kind of look at that, and I kind of see that as a third-party game with Nintendo assets. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, we also have the the little background to it of thinking that maybe Nintendo and Ubisoft are getting together to try to fend off Vivendi, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be interesting if Nintendo came in and was like, here's... The, now, Nintendo has, according to their balance sheet, $9 billion U.S. dollars in liquid cash right now. So... <laughs> I'm Maybe they just sure, throw some money at Ubisoft. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nintendo doesn't. I think the whole industry doesn't want Vivendi back in after what no. happened with Activision. So I think they're going to do whatever they can, whether it's Nintendo or type to try to fend that off. Whatever it takes for that to not happen. Well, I'm did you see sure. that the uh, did you see the 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 was it Guillermo family? They bought more shares. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I think anything that anybody can do that that needs to stop that from happening because they're going to. Vivendi will make them spiral out of control and, yeah. and Vivendi will figure out how to charge you for two season passes for one game. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, look, what they did with Activision was absolutely that I'm surprised nobody is in prison for what they did to Activision. I mean, Jesus, they almost completely ruined that company. Mm -hmm. Bobby, Bobby Kotick and his he had to actually buy the company. <laughs> he had yeah. to buy the company that he's the CEO of. So I mean it was just insane so what just so we're clear just because chat's blowing up the dead cell thing is still kind of a rumor but it would be interesting and i think that oh, no, that I, I sent them a i sent them a tweet and they said they're working on it yeah so it's like yeah but at any point in time they could just go oh we can't do it or we need to focus on something else first but if they're working on it it's that kind of moment where those are definitely the types of games you should be seeing more of on the switch those are the ones that'll really sure. pull people forward
you're talking about like in, like more indie type games, right? More creative and imaginative games. Almost not. It doesn't even have to be indie. Just a new title, like mm-hmm. something that's not just like this name with a really big number after it. With a number next stuff. to it. Sure, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, but, that's uh, what uh, uh, Kima Dave basically said himself in their investors in the uh, shareholders meeting. He said that uh, if they hit their 10 million goal, more developers will come on. Yep. He said right now the Switch is a great. Um, indie development uh, platform that indies are booming on the switch is what he said and he's right yeah he's right i mean i I think nintendo went into this generation knowing with what happened with the wii u which was pretty much a disaster from a financial standpoint that they had to pull the majority of the weight in the first year like they they knew they were gonna have to that's why i mean how many games are we seeing now that really could have benefited like the wii u if they had done something similar where it was like i mean this system's gonna get a mario kart game a zelda game and a new Mario game, along with like I guess you could say Pokemon Tournament, but a new Mario game and a Xenoblade, all in the first year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with and arms. That's good. <laughs> it would have been a completely different situation because a month or two months after the Wii U launched, everyone was saying, "Where's the games? There's a drought." You know, even yeah. though there was a, there was a bunch of games that launched. There was a lot. There were a lot of games that launched, bought, so. but they kind of. I mean, some of them kind of set themselves up. Like, wasn't Mass Effect three like? the same price as trilogy when it came out yeah that was that was horrible i, I talked about that game quite a bit yeah. back in the day <laughs> i was just at walmart yet last week uh oj and uh, mass effect 3 on wii u is guess how much still 59.99 i'm like are you kidding are you me serious? i'm serious i should have a picture to, of it dude my mother there's a, um the, the walmart i have here uh i went there they have metroid other oh. m for 60 bucks or 50 bucks right now on the wii well i can see metroid that that's kind of rare right now, no, it's it, like 10, it's oh, 10 bucks at GameStop. Is it not no, rare? It's not. No, there's Nintendo oh. made a lot of those. <laughs> Nobody oh, bought okay. them. <laughs> you might be thinking of the other one. You might be thinking of Trilogy, but um, uh, oh, other, yeah, M, okay. other M's like 10 bucks at GameStop. But yeah, 60 bucks <laughs> for Mass Effect 3 on Wii U five years later. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, Walmart, man. <laughs> I complained about that game so much. EA sent me a copy for free. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. Here's the terrible game. Because right? <laughs> I was just so mad. And they, they uh, apparently someone across their team ran across my videos ranting on EA, and they're just like, "Hey, play it yourself. It's good." Yeah, it's probably yeah. less of an apology, more of a curse. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I played it. It's it's an okay port. I mean, as far as like the port compared to some of the other ones that came out, it's it's okay. Not quite as good as the Xbox 360, but it's missing. Quite a number of things in there. It's, like it's not like DLC. the it's not like the terrible Black Ops Two port, is it? Um, I you know I didn't think Black Ops Two was that bad. I like Black Ops well, Two actually. Well, Digital Foundry did a whole thing on it and showed like oh. the Wii U version doing like twenty frames per second most of, like a lot of the times it, and stuff. It's like the single player, right? Like the okay, yeah. I think that that's the thing because I don't ever play the stupid single player. Oh, uh, um, the multiplayer is good from what I from what I remember. Yeah. I I think I did some videos with me and my brother playing um, split screen local. And then also yeah. playing the online and work. And I know I played like with uh, some of the guys that I used to be online with. We played online a couple times and everything was fine. And the online, as far as maybe the single player was probably bad, but I don't play the single player. So maybe that's why I don't remember. Yeah, they did. They did. You can check. I think they, it was in their, um their Xbox one uh, video where they showed the 360 version of black ops Two, the Xbox one version. And they kind of showed a quick flashback to the Wii U where it was struggling with the single player stuff oh, just because yeah. apparently it wasn't designed well for that system is what they were explaining it. On the oh. aircraft level, it went down to like 28 frames per second in story oh. mode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got a little choppy. Yeah. I, I bought the game for eight dollars at Best Buy, like <laughs> like a couple of years later after it came out, because I didn't think it was worth sixty. So, so yeah. 
So mm -hmm. the thing I wanted to say about third parties mm -hmm. is sure. that um, uh, basically that after what happened with the Wii U, my myself personally, I'm concerned that they don't have that support um, and they're not going after the support enough this early to get a, a broader range of games on their system. Right now, in my opinion, they're focusing a lot um, basically on Nintendo-focused content for Nintendo fans. And... And that's fine because you know it's it's a Nintendo console. But um, what I would have liked to, for them to do is, is to branch out a little bit more and get uh, just maybe one or two of these you know uh, AAA games if they could. Now, granted, we're seeing them say some of these developers saying like you know we can't even run our game on the Switch, so we're not going to bring it. Like what what is it that that rat game? They can't get enough rats. Yeah, it was a game, it was a game I had never heard of <laughs> until until that vi until that point came up, and I was like, what what game is this? Rat and it's physics. Like, yeah, it's something with like it's called like plague or something. What is it? Plague or yeah, something like plague, that? Plague. Uh, I think I got it here. What's it called? Plague. Never plague heard of Tale. Thing. Innocence. Yeah. I've never heard of it either until just then. Like when when it popped up on Twitter from uh, Dave, you put it up. But they they talked about how apparently the the switch wouldn't work to bring their vision to life. I guess which is odd. Um, I guess something about the rats on screen or something was giving them issue. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what engine the game is running on. I don't it know. It's funny, actually. I, I, I kind of like how it looks. It looks kind of funny. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I agree, actually, with OJ on a lot of points. I mean, they do have to create an install base to get more people on board. But, um, you know, I, I just would, would have liked personally for them to, you know, be a little, little bit more proactive. You, you know, nothing wrong with Skyrim. <clears throat> Skyrim is great. But uh, why not? Why not be a little bit? more proactive and go after GTA 5 for example and get that on on there why not you know that kind of stuff GTA 5 would have been pretty cool to have on the switch actually I, I even though I've bought that game like t two or three times now it actually would have been a pretty cool game to have on the switch yeah I think Skyrim would would do better just personally just based on the Nintendo like audience I just think Skyrim is a better choice um, but I can definitely see how someone say oh yeah like get GTA um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Like, if, if maybe one of these days they do get it or not. Um, as far as with Nintendo, um, with the third parties, um, I just like I said, I've said it like a million times. It's it's the consequences of Wii U. You know, like Nintendo really went after. Like, a lot of people don't understand is like Nintendo actually had to go after all the developers to put their games on the Wii U like that. That wasn't Nintendo gave them money. Nintendo courted them. Nintendo paid sometimes for advertising. Nintendo put a lot of money into getting the third party support the Wii U got at launch and even into 2013. And it was just a complete failure. Like, I don't think there's any other way that we can, you know, um, say what went on. It was a complete failure. Like, I'm not even sure if half of these companies made their money back on the investment or whatever the case is, if Nintendo did. Um, so unfortunately, you know, that leads to Nintendo and third parties saying, well, we need to follow you know, like the Wii strategy or whatever the case is, just build the, like, we need the best first party games and build the audience up as much as we can. I mean, it would be nice if we can get, like, you know, like Dave was saying, like, a Grand Theft Auto or whatever the case is, but it's, it's just kind of the unfortunate side effects of, uh, of that. Nintendo made a decision with Skyrim. Everyone was asking for Skyrim. They made a decision with, like, stuff like Bomberman. They made a decision with certain games. And Payday 2, uh, strangely. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, but that, that's still kind of like almost an indie thing. I mean, it's a big one, but it's still kind yeah, of like that's that. Starbreeze. Star I think they're they're definitely an independent company. Um, so it, it's, I mean, anyone can like you can pick and choose as far as what Nintendo should have done, what they shouldn't have done. You know, what games they should go after, what they shouldn't. But I think the biggest thing that we need to uh, realize is that a lot of these developers definitely aren't going to release anything 
until they do see that base, um, until they see that there. And that's that's the biggest thing. A lot of people say, oh, well, Switch is selling. They should start just announcing. Switch still hasn't sold anything compared to PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. It's still way lower than those systems. So there's got to be at least, you know, and like, not only that, but people have also seen like third-party developers from who I've spoken to, um, I've seen like, hey, man, these people aren't buying our games as much. Like, okay, it runs a few frames lower in certain things or whatever. With Wii. That, that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen the PS4 versions of games absolutely sometimes destroy the Xbox One versions of games, you know? Mm-hmm. Still means the Xbox One version sells. That doesn't mean the game should completely flop, though, right? You know, and I think that's the biggest problem was that game's completely flopping for running a few frame, frames lower in certain situations or whatever the case is, even if it's still a solid game. You know, it's like, oh, well, that means nobody should buy the game, you know, or it should sell so bad. I think that's also one of the, the big issues is just the, the stigma of Nintendo fans and third party developers. These guys don't buy anything. You know, mm-hmm. they'll buy a crappy Nintendo game if, whenever Nintendo puts out something that's stupid or bad, you know, very rarely, but they'll buy that. But they won't buy our games that's you know that's almost on par you know right there so whether it's right or wrong that's that's kind of like what they're thinking. see a lot of third parties are waiting right now but isn't it kind of interesting to think that because every like all the switch owners right now kind of look forward to every game coming out because the system's so new it's almost like if you're a third party and you put your game out earlier like in the next month or two for example maybe you're one of the first ones on board the attach rate for your game is going to be kind of high just from default if you really oh, considered that way too I agree. I agree. I think um, third-party developers, um, it would have been nice if more would have been a little bit more proactive. But it's also, once again, also Nintendo has to blame on that one with dev kits. Dev kits were even later than the Wii U. You know what I'm saying? And they had problems with Wii U. And that's a system that's pretty much on par, right? Like PS3, mm-hmm. Xbox 360, Wii U, they're pretty much on par. Now, you're going from a system that's definitely not on par. You know, so we're going, it's, it's the other way now. You know, right. and then on top of that, it's a portable system, too. So there's there's so there's like other factors that also yeah there's a lot of factors that are very different from that made things actually easier for them on Wii U considering all things considered compared to the Nintendo Switch. So one of the things also is that uh, the Wii U in general was a failure pretty much, and that was Nintendo's fault. I mean the system itself, right? The the system dropped in sales January 2013, and that wasn't third party's fault. Uh, that was basically Nintendo because I mean the, the concept didn't grab people the, the the marketing didn't grab people the um, people just didn't want the Wii U the marketing was was, was <laughs> so confusing it was, it was hard man really hard I mean I remember that I remember that year 2013 I mean you were there OJ of course I'm like dude where are the game I mean what's going on here like eight months with no games <laughs> it was so bad well, it was weird I remember the e3 reveal no one knew what it was like remember that when they showed it they, they <laughs> know if everyone, you get a tablet or like what's going on here yeah everyone that came into our store kept asking if it was just a tablet and would it yeah. be, would it be part of the Wii like did you have to sync it to the Wii and then the tablet would make the games work like yeah people on Amazon complaining that they couldn't play you know this Wii U game they just bought on their Wii <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that. I remember. I, remember seeing, I think there was a video. People made videos on that. So I, yeah. I think I remember watching that back in 2013 ish. So, so Nintendo, how dare you false advertise this? I bought this Wii U game and I can't play it on my Wii. I thought this was a Wii. <laughs> They've done a good job distancing themselves though from that now. Like now, it's a clear cut new system. You don't have a tablet and a system. You just have the system, and it's um. I think the marketing's been a lot better, obviously, because they're they're going to p- probably pass the Wii U in the, the systems. I would say at least first fourteen months they'll pass the Wii U, because um, they're I think they're on track for ten million units by December, and then thirteen million units by like the end of fiscal year, which is like March. 
end of March, next March. So they, I mean, they're, if they do that, then you'll see a lot of third parties start to at least announce things and stuff will start being talked about. I'm really curious about next year. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people want stuff now, but I'm really curious what happens like next year when there are, you know, 10 million units out there. Um, and then next E3, when there's like 14 million units out there, is that when we start seeing like, uh, it's weird to say, but like Madden get announced for the system then? Um, I don't know. if I don't know if we will see that at that point. Um, but I think it'd be cool if, if it ended up getting that. The only, the only, um, I guess, issue, um, not issue, but the only thing that I'm worried about is that, okay, developers put out something and then it comes out and then people don't buy it. And then that's the excuse, you know, not to, you know, not to put out the next one. Like I'm a little worried about FIFA, you know, this is a good version of FIFA. This yeah. Is not yeah. Surprisingly, it's actually good. Yeah. It, it's 1080p 60 frames per second. Yeah. And it's a custom built engine. So they said, we're not going to do the same thing that we did with FIFA on the Wii U, which was just a recycled bad version of FIFA. Okay. And it's only missing one mode. Apparently it's missing the whole, Oh, the story. Honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I know a couple people play FIFA. They played that, that part like for an hour and then they just jumped online and started playing tournaments. That's what most people do. They do ultimate team from what I understand. They do ultimate team and they do the online, online tournaments. It has all that. So I'm a little, I mean, I, I want people to at least give it a try, pick it up. If you're into, you know, soccer or football, if you're, if you're into that, at least give it a try. You know, I'm a little worried about some of the stuff because these games sell, like, these are some of the top selling games. FIFA is one of the top selling games on PS4 and Xbox One. You know, yeah. it's it's high up there. I'm talking like, like I said, I think FIFA, the last FIFA, I think Soul is like in the top three, five as far yeah. as PS4 games. Well, so this is a yeah. major franchise, you know. Well, so. Sony also has the marketing for it. Yeah, the European marketing, they have the exclusive rights, I guess, for European marketing. Like in the UEFA League and all that, you see Sony and the FIFA. So it sells big on there, but it also sells on Xbox as well. But um, last generation, FIFA was bigger on the 360 because Microsoft was more on on that. Microsoft controlled the market. I mean, they were also way more into marketing, which is weird because the Xbox isn't into marketing at all right now. Like, I don't really see Microsoft stuff anywhere anymore. You know, like, like what do we have? Destiny, Call of Duty, and FIFA are all... Sony marketing, right? And and Watchdogs too. Watchdogs too. Yeah, like yeah. it's weird. Um, I think, I think Microsoft's going after Assassin's Creed Origins, right? And they're gonna they? get that game, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe not. That'd be a good I, pickup I, if they did well, that. It was showcased on Xbox One X, right? Mm. Yeah, so it was. It was Anthem. Yeah, Anthem. Mm. I, I think I think um they have to cut back a little bit because the acquisition of uh, Mojang. <laughs> and a couple other um, acquisitions that they've made. Um, so maybe they're just cutting back a little bit when it comes to their game division spending. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Because uh, that type of stuff is expensive, obviously. Yeah, people seem to forget that uh, when you talk about Microsoft, you're not talking about the Windows side of Microsoft for the Xbox. You're talking about the Xbox division that has allotted money. They don't have an infinite pool of money like people seem mm-hmm. to think. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they, they get... they they they're given a budget and then they're allowed to work within that budget. And I also mm-hmm. think the Xbox one X costs them quite a bit of money to design and build. And that's why you don't see Xbox logos on some of these third party games because yeah. Microsoft mm-hmm. Sony's able to outbid them for them. Oh yeah. Cause Sony definitely was able to, I, I think uh, with the amount of cash that they're getting that's coming in, you know, from PlayStation sales. So yeah. Um, I think though, uh, I think Microsoft will kind of get back to it though. We'll see. Let's see how the Xbox One X. It's going to be interesting. The X, the X is is very interesting to me. Um, for 
couple reasons. One, when I when I look at it, I realize they're trying to build a, a very, very easy to use 4K machine, and that's great. But on the other hand, it, it seems like they might understand before the system's even out that they're not going to sell like millions of these things. Nah. Maybe. Honestly, when I look at the Xbox One X and the lifespan that it's going to have, I think it might sell two to three million units in its lifespan. Uh, that might say. be overshooting it. I, I'm really not. I'm really not seeing the huge benefit of buying one personally, unless you're an Xbox diehard fan um, who wants to upgrade from the Xbox One. Um, I could see that because maybe you bought the first one and on launch day, and you want to upgrade, and you could trade it in and get a good, you know, trade back for uh, Xbox. Um, Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the S. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the Xbox One S is. I mean, it's a good. See, the thing about the Xbox One mm-hmm. S is it's going to sell better um, than any than any of those. Definitely better than the X. One, it's cheaper, and two, if you actually look at what the S does as a media device, it's actually really good. It has um, it's a 4K Ultra Blu-ray player, which those on their own are like three hundred dollars, but the S does it. It also has HDR and it streams uh, video 4K. Um, so I look at the S, and man, the S is a good deal. Yeah, is it one ninety nine for the S now? Uh, you can honestly, it's it's supposed to be two forty nine, but if you really look around, it's like two hundred. You can get an S with Minecraft. I remember this during Christmas last year, and it was like two oh eight or something like that. Yeah, that's that's what I got mine for. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got an Xbox One um, S with Battlefield for yep. two ten. Yep. So, yeah. They were running crazy deals last year. I I would be shocked if the S is not two hundred dollars this Christmas time because they're going to oh, sell yeah. tons of them. Oh, this yeah. Christmas. Um, it's going to do well for them. They'll do their and holiday it, yeah. deal thing, $50 yep. off. And it looks like a much better deal compared to the X that's $500 right next to it. So just by default, people will be like, well, I'll get the S instead. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But the X is um, is definitely not sold to uh, to be like a mass-produced item. I actually think Microsoft would rather you buy the S and they just keep the Xs on store shelves. So they probably don't want to design a ton of them. Um, and it's, it's this whole, yeah, I guess I, I don't know who, who do I blame? Do I blame Sony for it? But I don't like the half step that happened this generation at all. Yeah. They're, um, they're just, they're just basically, uh, you know, lengthening the generation so they, they can wait a little longer for their R and D to catch up with the next PlayStation five, basically, I think. So in 2020, probably we'll see PlayStation five. Yeah. Because, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Cerny said it needed to be, he's, he predicted at least eight teraflops to get true 4k gaming apparently mm-hmm. he's not wrong um because of course the x does upscale but um i guess they're shooting i think they were talking about shooting for 10 teraflops for the playstation 5 um who was saying that uh oh gosh cerny um they're they're what's his first name is it mark oh is, mark is it sean Layden? oh, no, oh mark the chief uh, uh technical um like officer for yeah. sony he, he designed the the PlayStation 4 and um, the yep. PlayStation 4 Pro, and said this about the Xbox One X. I think months before it came, or a year before it came out, or when he saw the when he heard about the six teraflops, he was being completely honest. It wasn't to be stand out. He's just like he's like I don't think that's going to be enough, you know, um, because obviously he designed the PlayStation 4 Pro, <laughs> so yep. and he saw him, he has a pretty good grasp of what you need <laughs> for 4K. Well, I think he I think he knew because a lot of people will argue this with me at times again on Twitter, uh, but the, the CPU and the X is not, is not strong enough um, for what they're shooting for. That's why they had right. to have that GPU block built in for DirectX 12. If it runs DirectX 12, it has significantly less calls to the CPU and it's fine. But if you run anything else, which 
most companies are going to run anything else because they're designing for the PS4 also, it's going to have to upscale because the CPU is, is just too slow for what's happening. The GPU and the X is very powerful, but the CPU is just not. And it's, it's, they're using a laptop processor essentially tethered to a GTX 1070. <laughs> Bottleneck. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a problem. People argue, people argue with me that, on this on Twitter all the time, but it's, um, I'm just telling them what, what actually is in the system. Is so who, who's arguing with you that the CPU is not good in, or it's not that it's not good, but it's the same CPU in order to have the backwards compatibility, right? That's, that's yeah. what I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah. like who, who's arguing with you that there's, that it's, that the CPU is not strong enough when you, you I mean, it see really, the, the, proof, the proof is there. It's, um, yes, you can see the numbers. It's still a Jaguar processor. People tell me it's not, but. Well, you know why they say that, John, is because they, they read that Digital Foundry article and they said that, oh, we, we did some magic with the Jaguar processing we, when we made it do less calculations per, you know, per cycle, and now it's amazing. But in actuality, I think that was just PR. It, well, the, even Digital Foundry, when they did their video, the reveal for it, they talked about how it's still the Jaguar processor, but it has that GPU block essentially attached to it for less calls with DirectX 12, and that's great. That's why Forza 7 runs at uh, 4K 60 frames. One, it's a racing game, which isn't the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, but again, it's running on DirectX 12. That's why Crackdown, the new Crackdown is 30 frames per second. And it apparently mm -hmm. it upscales also, <laughs> from what I hear. Um, Anthem upscales, even the trailer that it upscaled. Now, the Xbox One X, if you're a power user, is, is a pretty good deal. I mean, it's 500 yeah. bucks for what is a strong system. That's not... Yeah, if you're looking to buy a, like a gaming PC, it's going to cost you $1,000. So that's a good option if you're going that route, right? Mm -hmm. If you're looking yeah. for a gaming PC with no exclusives. I mean, some exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think another thing about the Xbox One X is the fact that, you know, for years, everyone made fun of Microsoft, right? 900p. I never once made fun of Microsoft for 900p, you know? Yeah. And everyone made fun of them for 900p, 900p, 900p. And then they give you like what everyone was making fun of. Them and they say, oh, well, where's the games? Well, hold up. That wasn't the argument before. And it was 900p. You're going to get all the same games that you were talking about was 900p. You're going to get them now in upscaled 4K or 4K native. What's the problem here? So that's that's the only issue I have with a lot of it. Because remember, it was that PlayStation could play games in 1080p. You know, it's not this 900p garbage. And sometimes I think even like, was it Call of Duty? That was like 720p when it launched, like in the launch version of Call of Duty. Um, where there's like PS4 was 900p and people made fun of it for that. So now you have a system that's not 900p. <laughs> I, think that, so I think that I think I think the biggest mistake that developers and publishers got into was even mentioning resolution. I, I know we had to do that because TV started coming out with resolution numbers on them, but that was the biggest mistake we ever made because before resolution, we talked about bits, right? No bits. one knew what bits were, <laughs> and then really it, didn't, it didn't come up as much as resolution. Even bits didn't, um, because people saw when the when the Atari Jaguar came out, and that was sixty four bit, and it was mm -hmm. terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. And the PlayStation too, when people saw like, okay, well, sixty four sixty four bits, but PlayStation has like all of these games. Yes, they take ten years to load, but they have all of these games. You know, and well, even the, like, even the PS even the PS one was uh, a thirty two bit console. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I mean, even um, with the sixty four had more people didn't people didn't care. People were just like, well, I can play all these games on this PlayStation. You know, like all these RPGs, all this stuff on here. So PlayStation did. Yeah. For Xbox One X, I think they overhyped it a little bit. Microsoft mm -hmm. months beforehand with showing off uh, Forza and four K sixty native mm -hmm. ultra settings. They're like, oh my gosh, that's like GTX, you know, ten set, you know, ten seventy, and we're, all the games are going to be like this. And no, so like now it's like five hundred dollars, and you get the same checkerboard rendering on most of the third party games, um, just like PS4 Pro, which is a hundred dollars less. 
So I could see the disappointment settling in mm -hmm. after E3. It's, it's mm -hmm. weird to be disappointed about numbers on a screen, right? Because I'm, I'm going to tell people, like I always tell them, if you can notice checkerboard rendering um, <laughs> to that degree, you are not playing the game. <laughs> you, are, you are pausing and you're getting your tape measure out or your magnifying glass out. That's Yeah, if you're playing on a PC screen like you're like one foot away, uh, maybe you could see something, but not yeah, but, on but your... Then your you're, like, if you're playing Overwatch and you get mad because it's checkerboarding, you're probably losing a lot because <laughs> you're, you're not <laughs> playing the game, right? You're not paying attention yeah. to it. Like when I saw Mario Odyssey, I, I heard that it was 720p because Dave, you were you were mentioning that it, it, there were jaggies and stuff, but like mainly mainly in the um, New Donk City. In the sure. in the other level, it looked a lot better for some reason. Well, just like demo. Digital Foundry did a whole thing on that too, because um, mm. they they went there got direct footage. But I look at that game and I'm like, man, the art style is so cool. I I don't care that it's 720p, right? And that's kind of what it comes down to. I think I would have so much fun with that game that I would barely care anyway. Um, you, you stop caring what the resolution, like, like I have an Xbox one with, and I have a PS4 and I have games that are lower resolution on Xbox one and I play in it, it. It's fine. You know, I've seen the PS4 versions. It's not when you play the game, it's like, whatever, you know, it's not, it becomes irrelevant, you know, at some point. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I think people, most people understand that it's the, the vocal people that are so crazy about the resolution and you know, stuff online. So I think that pressured Microsoft also into doing this, but I think it's a good option because if you're like a hardcore Xbox gamer, right? Like you're a hardcore Xbox gamer, like this is a good option for you. You want, you play all the third party games, you, you can trade in your system and just get this thing and get all of them in the better resolution and all of that for your 4K TV. And that's and who it's for. And it's, it's for the hardcore sad. Xbox dudes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and it does automatic super sampling, I think for every game, which is amazing. I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People don't realize how impressive that is. If you have a 1080p TV and they even take like a like an 1800p image and scale it down, it's going to look awesome on your 1080p mm -hmm. screen, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like I I don't have a 4K TV, but I still want the X for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I said, it, it's it's great for the hardcore Xbox guys, and that's what it's for. I don't see why people are getting. I don't see why so many people were upset and trying to compare it to other. It's just another option. If mm -hmm. the, you, don't, you don't have to buy the option. It's just another option for you to for people to, to pick up. And it gets rid of the whole 900p thing, you know? Like I said, mm -hmm. you trade in your system, you don't get it for $500. It's cheaper. You'll get it for like 300 something. So it, it, to me, it's good. That That's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah, the, re the reaction was interesting when they first announced it. The reaction was like overwhelmingly negative, like uh, from everybody, seemingly. And they're, they're, I don't know, like, what were they expecting? I mean, I didn't expect it to be cheap. I didn't expect it to be. People you know what I mean? It's it like going to be four hundred dollars. It was. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. They they want four K. They want all this stuff, but then they don't want to pay money for it. Look, five hundred dollars is cheap as it is, but um, like I've been saying, five hundred dollars since they even talked about it last mm -hmm. year, and I'm like five hundred, five hundred, five hundred. I was like four hundred, and then someone said three hundred, and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, um. It's 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 just it's weird. I mean, people people want 4K, but they don't understand that it costs money. Now, if you don't want to pay a lot for 4K, you know, wait six years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's when it won't cost anything. It'll be like 1080p is now, where you can get a uh, a video card that is like middle of the road that just crushes 1080p for your computer. Um, you know, in six seven years, we'll video cards will be middle of the road and they'll crush 4K, and we'll be talking about how these consoles are upscaling to 8K. You know? Yeah. It, right. Technology moves quick. Technology moves quick. Uh, it's just it's just the, the matter of the price. That's all. You know, just coming down. But I mean, I got a 4K TV for for really good price. So I think it'll become more common. 
Yeah, also, I, I'm looking at, I've been looking at 4K monitors, and man, the refresh rate on some of those is absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, like some of them are like, they're like 16 milliseconds or something. I'm like, what? Yeah, I got a 4K monitor. The one that I'm using, I got a Samsung 4K monitor, but the refresh rate on this is actually good. It, it almost costs, it's only 28 inches, but it almost costs as much as my 4K TV. So yeah, they're, they're, they're expensive, refresh rate. man. Yeah, expensive. but to get a really good one, it's expensive, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's worth it depending on, you know, what, what you want. I, I'm looking for one that has, like, HDR and 4K and, you know, all the extra stuff, and um, yeah, I'm waiting for wait. one that, that's decent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might wait till, like, Black Friday or Christmas time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just wait. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to spend too much. I mean, at this point, there's no point in getting one now because, yeah. you know, Black Friday's right around the corner in a bit, you know, so. Yep. Hey, people, uh, oh, people talk oh, about oh. Samsung being good, so. One more, one more thing about Mass Effect Three on Wii U. OJ sent me a link to the Walmart online. You could buy it for twelve bucks. Uh, oh, nice! I'm, I'm talking about the one at my local uh, Walmart here in San Diego. I yeah. think, I think that is the one from 2012. <laughs> That's why it's still fifty nine ninety nine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Nobody bought it. <laughs> Nobody bought it. It's that same copy here. They never changed. They haven't changed nothing. <laughs> well, sometimes that happens though. Like at Walmart, there's some outdated prices like that you wouldn't find in your. I mean, because I've been to San Diego because I have a bunch of my friends that went to San Diego State, so I've been there. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, why is that that price here? Like at my Walmart, it's completely different. So exactly, I think that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'll get. I, I like I said, if I mention anything about the Xbox One X using the same CPU or upscaling, it's overwhelmingly negative responses. But that's the way it is. I just I just told them what's happening. If I if I tell somebody with the Switch in the Switch community that a game's going to be 720p or it's upscaling, no one gets mad because a game like Mario Odyssey looks fun. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, also if they put Ryzen, you know, in that thing. The new, the newest CPU, it, it would be like six hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks. Who knows? And then they'd be mad about that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just buy it's a PC. A, it's, a, it's a sticky situation. There's really no way that they can. You're gonna make everyone happy, but I think that the hardcore Xbox dudes are happy because yeah. they're gonna trade in their system. They're gonna get. They're gonna play it on their 4K TVs. They're gonna get it for Black Friday, whatever the case is, and they're gonna be happy because now there's no more 900p. Now you can play Final Fantasy you know, 14 or 15, sorry, there's no 14 yet. Final Fantasy 15 and the highest quality, you know, it's going to, they're going to support that. They're going to support uh, gears with the 4k. Did they're going to support. Did you, you know. notice some weird wording though, with those 4k updates? They, um, uh, they said, <laughs> they said they're going to make, don't worry guys, they're going to make free 4k updates for you. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I thought to myself, I was like, they're not going to do any paid 4k updates are they <laughs> I, I doubt that they just want to make sure they let everyone know that it's free <laughs> I, I heard that and i was like that's an odd thing to say i, I hope that's not the case yeah well, I, don't, I don't know if microsoft would do that <laughs> for, for xbox fans the um what's really cool about the xbox one x for xbox fans is the backwards compatibility yes uh, and with the OG Xbox as well. That's oh, I was so cool, excited. I was actually. talking about that actually before E3, and I was like, man, it'd be great if they used original Xbox uh, games on the system and just had it as an all-in-one. Like, it is, it's the only system on the market that will play every game from its generation in physical form. I mean, I, I think they're doing physical form for the original Xbox. I don't think they right. really talk about it too much. But, is it going to be like the software emulation though to where it has to add the support? Then oh, I'm sure. Get it? Oh, I'm yeah, sure. it's that, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you put the disc in and it takes the game. Yeah, and okay. then it downloads it, yeah. But okay. um, what's cool is if you look at the 360 games that they put on there, they always make them run better. Like Black mm -hmm. Ops 2 runs better. Does that mean something like Knights of the Old Republic, which still does not work correctly on a computer, 
will will that be the definitive version of Nice Old Republic? I mean, Evan, weren't you saying that they were trying their hardest to fix Nice Old Republic on the computer? I thought they did recently in a patch that I read, but even if they bring it out from the old Xbox to the Xbox One, I'm thinking there will still be problems with it because they did design it specifically for the Xbox, like completely. It wasn't meant to really go anywhere else. They didn't have plans to take it anywhere else. And it was, there were so many problems with it. Just the videos not loading at proper resolutions, freezing mm-hmm. immediately. You couldn't yeah. get to the menus. Like it was just not designed for anything. So to get around it, the amount of work they have to put in, but I'd have to look at it again to see if they actually did finally patch it to work. Dude, there, the they are some, dude, there are some wizards over there. They figured out how to do multi-disc games on the Xbox you know, the Xbox One. That's some impressive stuff. Yeah. Like, so it, if they, if, but if they have achieved the patch that makes it work properly on PC first install, then it will most likely definitely come there and probably be smoother. Yeah. I mean, that could be like the frame rate would get kind of bad on the original Xbox with uh, Nice Old Republic. I remember that. But man, if that's like, if that's like the definitive version and I can actually use my Nice Old Republic disc again for the Xbox at like 4K on the Xbox One X, that would be kind of cool. Did, did they release a sequel on Xbox as well? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Sith Lords. Nice to Republic yeah. Sith Lords, I think, yeah. Okay. No, nobody liked it. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't as good as the first one. The, did you, Dave, did you play through the first one? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. The first one had one of the best twist endings or twists in the game. Um, right. But the second one did not have something like that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's really what made the first one great. I don't want to say it just in case people have not played it because it really is. It's like the Sixth Sense kind of twist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. I've played yeah. both of them. It's pretty yeah. good. So, but I yeah, would, uh, the, the PC version was was not very good because the, it was stuck on the, on 900p and all stretched out and everything. Yeah. And it wouldn't work on Windows forever. Seven. Remember that? It like had a mm-hmm. hard time on Windows Seven. Wouldn't even launch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When I when I bought it, I remember I bought it physically, and I had to check to make sure I had those. I think I had to make sure my CPU was at least six hundred megahertz. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I still have my um, I have my box copy under somewhere. I know I still have my box copy of uh, uh, Jedi Outcast. Somewhere. I used to play that was that game a lot. Yeah, I used to play that game so much. Yeah. I played on the um, I think I played on the GameCube for a while, and then of course oh, I had yeah. it on my PC. I played on the PC a lot. Um, just because the online was fun for it, because <laughs> you just force push people off the side when they run around the corner. <laughs> those were the good uh, old days you could just go to blockbuster and rent like 10 games yes yeah or i think I went to, uh, there's so many video stores I, I assume you guys had a lot pop up around you too but i think we had like we had like california video was around me um and we could go there and we could actually rent an n64 with like three controllers and like three games for the weekend and it was like mm-hmm. 20 bucks mm-hmm. that's yeah. how we do that all the time we'd have people over and we would just rent that and it was we, awesome we would actually go to those like a baseball card shop or like all sorts of cards and we would go there and you could like rent time. So like, it was like a, it was like a $3 for like an hour. So like you could, and we would just go there and just rent time to play a bunch of different games that they had there. And also like, we had like video city and all sorts of stuff where we rent games. I think I rented like every single super Nintendo game ever <laughs> when I was a child. So, cause I mean, obviously the, the cartridges were freaking expensive. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you were like, uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember I rented, um, Chrono Trigger. Uh, this is from like an old mom and pop shop. And then I was like, this game is awesome. I want to buy it. Cause it was like five bucks to rent it for like the, the weekend or something. I want to buy right. it. And they showed me the price tag and it was like $110 to buy. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there Dude, was, these games were expensive. They would gouge the prices up with like Chrono yeah. Triggers, Secret of Mana, games like that. Like those are, those were $70 games back then with the inflation. Yep. Obviously, it's a lot more now, you know, but they were 70 bucks back then. But video so. stores video stores would want to make their money back on it, so they didn't mm. want to sell it. They wanted you mm. to just rent it over and over yes. again, and that's why they had the prices higher. They didn't want you to buy it. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they definitely didn't want because they can make way more money. I mean, how many times did I rent? I rented Earthbound. <laughs> like, I rented Earthbound like fifteen times. Like that's way better than just buying the game, right? I used to just rent. That's what they wanted you to do. So that's, I rented Mega Man X three like a million times too. So that <laughs> and what's what's sad is I actually had the chance to buy that game when they were going out of business for like thirty bucks, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have. That game's like two hundred something dollars now. Yeah. Well, what's most funny about those days is that they would return the game without the instruction manual. Yes. And I was like, well, why would you do that? You don't even have the game anymore. It's just so stupid. <laughs> it was like reading them, I guess. I don't know. Would you uh, want that instruction manual? <laughs> man, bro. But, uh, seriously. We would, uh, yeah, I would, so we'd rent an N64, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, and Smash Brothers. That was our weekend right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good weekend back in the yes. day, man. <laughs> it was it. That was it, man. You know, when, when you didn't, when you didn't have any other worries, you didn't have a job, you didn't have didn't kids. Care, you just, you know? It was just this is what you're doing, and you're gonna devote your whole time and effort. And I think it was. I think it was around the same year that Code Red Mountain Dew came out too. <laughs> I think we just drank that and played N64 all day. <laughs> so like, yeah, um, we're the same age. Uh, this is my So yeah, that was two thousand ish. You remember that? Yeah, that was such a big deal. Yeah, yeah when that came out, and N sixty fours were pretty easy to get. Uh, the PS two was at the time was impossible to get. Um, so mm-hmm. I remember we mm-hmm. just did N sixty four all the time, and yeah, it was that some Code Red. And that was it. <laughs> Code Red was like crack, dude. That's a dangerous combination. <laughs> hey, I, I have a question for you guys. What was your favorite uh, mode to play in multiplayer for Goldeneye? Uh, I think we do Golden Gun, right? I think that's all we did. On um, what was that? There was a level where it was like it. The frame rate was terrible. It was like, but you're up in like the sky. Um, oh, the cradle. Yeah, cradle. we would we would just do we would just do Golden Gun all the time. I hated it, but everyone else liked doing it. I I really like paintball mode. Cause you just walk around, and just paint everything. <laughs> we just do the standard like most kills, the death mode, whatever you know. And then we also had like this two on two mode that we would make up. Where you know you have, you you go find each other first, and then you go and hunt out the other two people. Um, so yeah, just the standard stuff was always just the most fun for me. Yeah, for for goes. me and my buddies, we would do license to kill, so it'd be one shot, one one kill, right? And uh, we would always be like, if you don't have a gun, though, you can't you can't you know go slap somebody unfairly. <laughs> so you make sure you prove you have your gun, then you can kill them. But you both have to have guns first. <laughs> no slappy. I'm sure that worked out. I remember we were, um, Evan, do you remember when we were at uh, the store back in the day and who was it, Tyler and Kyle came in and they said yeah. they got so into Goldeneye that they put pieces of cardboard up so they couldn't screen look? Yeah, the screen split stuff. Oh my gosh. Dude, I that, that was a normal occurrence. That wasn't like a thing. That, that was a thing that happened to like a lot of people. Like, because it was like, stop screen watching. Like, I remember there was almost a physical altercation at some of the, the parts that we would have. Like, I got pushed. I've been like, 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 had my head slammed against something with what I used to play with the older kids and I used to beat them really bad and they would think they'd say you're cheating right <laughs> yeah it was like it was like hardcore <laughs> so it's like how can it be cheating hard. if you're both looking at the same screen at the same time yeah you all have the same <laughs> potential <laughs> we're both looking at each other and basing our moves with some of the other oh man oh so oh, that would then of course to be like oh I don't have a gun I don't have a gun and then you go and kill a guy anywhere and everyone laughs yeah, there's there's no there's no honor in that game. <laughs> right. I remember I had um, one friend of mine who who he kept on getting mad if you took his guns after you, like you killed him. I'm like, that's the whole point. Like that's the whole <laughs> point, right? Like there's so many house rules and stuff people would make up with that game. It was funny. I think we ended up playing a lot of Perfect Dark. I think that was like the big one we that really too. played. Definitely um, played a lot of Perfect Dark, really because they had those um like those co-op uh, mission types too, where you guys could all work together against the computer. Yeah, you put a b- bunch of meat sims in there. 
You're always trying to you always try to fight Elvis like the aliens, and they were just oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. endless. And they, yeah. added the, uh, they added that like smart bullet time function around the time the Matrix movies were coming out. So you right. had that whole function. Uh, that game, those games were that was that, that was, was a awesome. great time period in video yeah. games. <laughs> that was it was a, it was really before the internet was massive. I think that's why it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, internet was just starting to get going. Like, people were just starting to do like the chat rooms and online for mm-hmm. gaming. I know IGN was somewhat established at that point so i mean you they were called it they weren't they like called n64.com or something? what were they they were like uh um, ign64 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like n64.com but then they, they changed their name to ign by that time like the early two i think 2000 or so they had already changed their name but like i don't know but when i was in high school like 2003 2004 that's when you could really that's when it really started to get going and then it picked up obviously yeah but that's that's when broadband started showing up because i remember i had um i was one of the fortunate households that had because my dad did a lot of uh, online work. So we had like two phone lines. Mm. Um, and uh, so we always had one that was just always online. And I remember I hooked up my Dreamcast because I really wanted to play Fantasy Star to it. And it just completely slowed down everyone's internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's back in the day, man, when you had to like the, the net zero, like if you're someone's yeah. on the phone. Yep, I think, we had, I think we had, what did we have? A, I think we had AOL, I think. And, um, and then I think we... Sh- switched over to net zero maybe it was something but it was like unlimited access through the, my dad's work paid for it you took half of the 54k available <laughs> yeah 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 well i had the um i had the sweet 56k modem on the dreamcast man i didn't have the 28k thing yeah <laughs> oh, man I, I yeah i know i hooked that thing up i had my uh 56k modem hooked up to my uh pentium 2 mm-hmm. I, was, I was rolling that and i think I, my first computer was a I think it was a Pentium one and it was 90 megahertz. I couldn't play sound. I couldn't play music and use the computer at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Cause if you do that, everything is just slow down and it would start like, like badly lagging. <laughs> so exactly. it was, it was great. I mean, I love the old days. <laughs> Did you guys ever get in the Turok at all on the N64, like Turok two? Okay. So I got the first Turok and I didn't like it because I couldn't see three feet in front of myself. <laughs> So I remember I returned that like the next day to the, the oh, we can't nice hear you, them. OJ. Um, it was it was really nice of the uh, the the rental place um, to let me return it. They let me return it and switch it out like the next day for something else. I think yeah. I switched out for Quest sixty four, and that wasn't good either. It was a bit blurry to me, like Turok. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite game. Let me just I'll just say that <laughs> definitely wasn't. Did my you guys, wait, did you guys get the N sixty four or the PS one first? Uh, I N64. N64. I got N64. 64. I really wanted a PS4. I just couldn't. We just couldn't afford it. Yeah, I got the 64 first. My neighbor had the PS1, and then eventually got like the little small PS1, like the little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that and I think Tony Hawk 2 came with it. So I I did buy it like when I was in high school. Um, I did buy a PS1, and I played Tony Hawk 2. Like that's my favorite. That's one of my that, favorite games of all time. Dude, Tony Hawk Two. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Game. I can still bust it out and play that game at this point. I absolutely <laughs> love Tony Hawk Two. Rodney Mullen just yeah. bust out the dark side. <laughs> Rodney Mullen's my favorite skateboarder of all time. So. Evan, did you have the sixty four or the PS One first, dude? It was a uh, sixty four. A friend of mine had the PS One, so we would just travel between each other's houses and see what. Dude, we could I play. swear, everyone I talked to was like, "No, nah, I had the sixty four first. But then I look at the sales charts, and it like it makes it does not line up with everyone that I talked <laughs> yeah. to because it's like the PS One sold way more. But I always look at the people mm. that I talk to, and everyone's like, "Nah, I had the sixty four. I never had a PS One." Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Go to my friend's house and play Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine, mm-hmm. and then yeah. go back and play Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy had Wild Arms one. We just tear that apart. 
Mm. I would borrow my like sometimes like my friend would he'd always go out of out of the country. His parents mm. were from like Sweden or something like that. So he'd always go out of the country. Anytime he went out of the country, he'd let me borrow his PS1 and I'd be like, oh my gosh, because he had so his parents spoiled him silly. He had so <laughs> many games for the PS1. Like he had Gran Turismo, he had all those games, and I would just be like in heaven for like the weekend. I'd just be playing all these different PlayStation One games. Half the time I was waiting loading, but that's okay. Yeah, did you get it? And you were like, what is this memory card thing? What do I need this for? <laughs> so loading times were sitting there like seriously. Like, some of the loading times were like two, three minutes. Yeah, it games, took a but, while. Yeah. But did you guys have, did you guys did you guys ever get a Dreamcast? Yes, I got a Dreamcast. I got a Dreamcast. Uh, I think it was two thousand I got a Dreamcast in two thousand two. Well, there was a point in time where they were fire selling them for fifty bucks a piece. That was two thousand two. Yeah, they were yeah. they were just getting rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up with one too. I, yeah, I, we got I, ours on eBay. I got mine on eBay. I got like that and like 15 games, like three controllers for like 120. dollars It was great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was waiting for the GameCube because it came out in 1999, Dreamcast, and I was like, uh, I heard about this Project Dolphin, so I'm gonna wait for that. And um, so I I never got the Dreamcast, but the Dreamcast is a great system though. I did definitely do like it a lot. Dreamcast yeah. cool. had some cool ideas. Yeah, definitely some neat ideas that really got used up after it left <laughs> online play and everything. So Yeah, so. oh yeah, Dreamcast was very ahead of its time. Even like, I didn't even know how to fully use it back then when I got it. I was like, okay, this online thing, Sega Net. I don't know. I just want to play Street Fighter Alpha or Street Fighter Third Strike. <laughs> I just want to play Street Fighter Third Strike. I just want to play, like, I, I ran into Skies of Arcadia just yeah. randomly. Mm-hmm. I just I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this game. It looks cool. I'm like, great game. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then the GameCube version came out. I was like, oh, this is even better because they added so much stuff to it. So Dreamcast was cool. It was just obviously the, the piracy and the PlayStation 2 with having to lower the price, like the, the worker, the whole deal with the PlayStation 2 and how that worked out just kind of killed the system. But it was still a great system. Overall. Yeah, what's interesting is that the Dreamcast actually put out uh, VGA and that's why the image looks so clean. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you actually get a VGA adapter box and you hook it up to like a computer monitor, it looks like high definition. It's crazy. Dreamcast looked amazing. The games looked great. Everything looked it looked smooth to me. Everything was it was it was great. It just unfortunately by the time I got one, it was already the system was already pretty much dead. Right? If, if they could have if they could have fit a DVD player in there, that actually may have done okay against this, the PS2. Maybe the piracy was really bad. It well, that's the really thing. If they bad. if they if they had gone with a uh, a DVD player, which would have been really tough, they would have had to have waited until the same year that the PlayStation came, PlayStation Two came out. But then people weren't burning PS Two discs either, so it was like yeah, that was the first system when I played it uh, that I felt like I was actually going to the arcade. Like it was like an arcade experience from that time. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then, uh, unless you bought like a Neo Geo from for years before or something like that yeah. for like a thousand dollars, nobody did. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the arcade experience. I mean, whenever I go to the arcades, I, I always played the games that were like completely like arcade games. So I never felt like I got the arcade experience at home because whenever I went there, I always played the ones with the guns where you have to be hooked up oh, into yeah. something. You know, what I'm I always played the crazy arcade games like DDR and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I never played just more of the normal games, so I never got that same experience, but I could understand people were thinking like, hey, like I can play Street Fighter in home, and it was like perfect, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, if yeah. you played that, it was like a perfect experience at home, so I can definitely see that with Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Well, let me, let me, did you guys see anything about Retroblox or Polymega? Um, did you see anything about that? I haven't. What, 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 what's going on with there? Okay, so Polymega, which they had to change the name to, they disappeared for a little while and they came back. It's going to be an interesting. It's a retro system, but it's going to oh. be a it's going to be a modular retro system, and it it plays like everything you can think of plays Nintendo, but it also plays disc based games. Whoa! 
Sega CD, Neo Geo CD, PS1, TurboGrafx CD. Wow. Yes. How much is that going to be? They don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. But apparently it's not going to be as expensive as you think, according to them. According to them. Um, but it's they just resurfaced again. They have working prototypes, and they have funding now. Is, is that the same thing? Is that one company that, like, I guess, a Papa NES Punk? No, you're thinking, of, uh, you're thinking of the Coleco Chameleon. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like they were going off on that for like two or that three was, years. That was a massive disaster that set the yeah. retro gaming community back quite a while. Is this okay. Kickstarter? Uh, they were going to do a Kickstarter, but apparently they were approached by actual like like capital ventures, you know, and and they don't have to do it now. It's um, polymega.com. You can go right to that. Uh, P o l y mega.com. And it looks, it's, it's a legit looking site. Everything looks good. They have a mailing list you can sign up for and they'll send you out. They're going to try to do pre-orders later on this year. And it looks mm. really cool. I'm going to definitely looks, get one. Do they the have a picture of the console? Good. Yeah, the system looks good. I mean, if, it, oh, if okay, it's going to have a game like this, it, look, yep. it looks good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely going to get one. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a good looking system. So I, I'll even drop that in the, the chat for some of you guys. Oh, oh wow. Mega.com. Yeah, I'm taking a look at it now. Yeah, looks looks good. Very. So, oh wow, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's modular. Like I said, you can order different modules, the ones you want. Those are Super it, Nintendo connections, right? On the on the front there. They have they. You can get different ones, so you can get a uh, like you see the top. You get like oh. a like a Genesis top. If you go to um, where is it? If you go to their uh, wow, I think it's awesome. all the way, is it all at the bottom? They have a, a like a like a a little press yeah, kit at the, the bottom. The different connect. You can see if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see like different. I guess you can snap them off mm-hmm. and put on different connections onto the front of it, so you yep. can use the controllers. Yep. So you can order whatever you want. Can okay. you stack okay. it like this at the bottom? Are they all stackable, or this is just an example? Oh, those are examples. So you'd buy okay. all the different ones, and if you want to do Super Nintendo, you buy the FC SNES one, and you just kind of slide it in, and it snaps together. Wow. And, but yep. the, the top of it, though, like, do you have to buy different tops to play different like mm-hmm. Super Nintendo cartridges, or all that, or does it all come with it? Right. Uh, I believe I, I believe they have different packages. You can buy all of them, or you can buy like the ones you want. So oh, if you just yeah, want to buy a base unit and then one, you can do that. See, okay. maybe you don't want to play Turbo Graphics games. You don't have to. Yes. Okay. That's why you said it's modular because it says mm-hmm. it right there on there the module, and then like and then when you move over, you can see like the module EM02, and it says like Super any like a uh, Super Nintendo, and then you have like the different um, module EM03, and it has like 32x. Okay, got it, got it. So yep. like it can like it's like crazy. It's like a butterfly effect. Like you can snap different things on there. You can do different. Like, that's actually really cool. It's a yeah, really it's, good idea. It's got a it's a neat idea on the controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um it's pretty cool though. It's it's a cool it's a cool idea. They have all their funding. The problem was they announced it and then they disappeared for a while. So people were like, uh, maybe yeah, it didn't work out. Maybe people were maybe a little skeptical about it too. And something like that yeah. happens. Like why'd you disappear? But, but it's because they're securing investors for like a bigger to get funding. This is going to yeah. need a lot of funding, right? This is going <laughs> to need they, a ton apparently, of funding. Apparently they, apparently they have it, and they're going to start pre-orders in the fall. Wow. This is so. a perfect system for Sean Long. Yeah, gotta, he's going <laughs> to flip out on this, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I feel like he probably knows about it. I would assume oh, he yeah. He's oh, he should. Already talked, yeah, he's probably already talked about it. That dude's pretty on top of things when it comes to the retro uh, stuff. Yeah. But that is really so, cool. I like it. It's really yeah. cool. It's good. Yeah, and it's going to be full HDMI and everything. And apparently, it's going to use mostly real hardware, which is interesting. So we'll see how that actually works out. Um, okay, so speaking of uh, new programs, did you guys see the Rainway stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I've been covering it quite. I think I did like three Rainway videos in like the last like day and a half. 
it's interesting, isn't it? The whole thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, the functionality hey, that it gives the the switch is is I think the most interesting part. Yeah, the the thing and the thing about it is like a Andrew Sampson, the guy who's you know putting out, he's one of the developers on there. He's showing off the Switch version, but they also want to make sure that they let you know that it's going to come to a variety. It's not just for Switch. Right? Yeah, it's on the it's, Xbox One, Windows yeah. computer, phones. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's on everything. So that's one thing. Um, you know, I want people to know. Also, Sean Long was talking about this. Some websites are reporting that um, it's some type of like Switch exclusive and that it runs these games, you know, straight from the system. I, I think he said that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that like- That was funny. Like, oh. And oh. like, and, and that's why I'm like, okay, well, that's why we need as many people reporting as possible because a lot of people misreport things like this all the time, you know, so we get the right stories out there. That's a horrible thing to do. Whoever the sites that were doing that, so it's such a horrible and fault, like bad thing to do because now you got people running around yeah. saying that. This thing is I've, some been, I've been talking about Rainway forever. I don't even know how yeah. that's how they don't know that. I said yeah, it's just displaying the image. That's all it's doing. Yeah. 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 Yep. I've, I sent comicbook.com a message and said, you can check my video out. It's right here. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting, especially for the people who, um, I guess, slapstick third party support, definitely not ideal. Um, but for the time being, if you do want to play on the Switch, you know, with these games, if you have a PC that can that can run the games, which they've been very clear, because some people aren't like tech savvy, and I'm not tech savvy, but I know a little bit about it. You got to have a PC that can run the game, though, guys. Like, it's not okay. You get this thing, all of a sudden, it buffs up your PC, or if you got a crap PC and you can't play Overwatch, you're not playing this game on your Switch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. You got to have a. If you have a good computer, or at least a decent one, I mean, some people, he was even showing them play like RuneScape, which isn't a hard game to run, but the fact mm -hmm. that it's just on the Switch it might be a big deal for some people. And the application, they, they want it to be completely free. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think it's going to be limited, of course, because uh, not everybody has a gaming PC mm -hmm. and, our, and has a Switch also. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But so for the people that already have the equipment, you know, and Nintendo approves it, you know, then, hey, you're all set. <laughs> that's, the, that's the question. Does Nintendo <laughs> approve this thing? Yeah, I guess they you haven't know, disapproved it, but yeah, from proved it. He, he said that they've talked. Andrew Sampson said a, a couple of weeks ago. He said, "Okay, well, I think we're gonna have some good news." Yeah. And then he's like, "I will let you guys know." He didn't say anything, and then all of a sudden he starts dropping these videos. So I'm guessing he talked to Nintendo. Everything went well because he said we gotta talk. And this was like before E3. Nothing came out, and then he started dropping the this stuff. So I'm thinking Nintendo. He talked to Nintendo at E3 or around that time, and they said. It's just I saw I saw some more tweets. Yeah. He doesn't seem to want to say that they've approved it, but he keeps saying they have not like like disapproved it or disallowed it yet. I feel <laughs> yeah. like they're still in like the the back and forth stages because maybe Nintendo wants a little bit of control as to what they can send through this tunnel. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but he's doing the right thing by developing it now, just in case everything is approved right away. He can already have it ready to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's got everything working on the Switch to the most part. Apparently, the Joy Cons work through HTML5. And uh, no problems there. So that that would be cool. Now, if it works anything like how Steam Link works, which is great, it works fine. Then you're you're in good shape. Um, I'd be curious to see the latency when you're away from your house. But I do know locally, if you have a decent router, it'll work fine. So okay, can you explain to people because that's one thing that I still don't know. Maybe you can explain to me too. How does it work when you're like not like next to it? Because I thought, wouldn't it be to where you're next to it is probably the ideal? Does it work over the internet when you're not at home? Will it work? Yeah. Um. Have you uh have you ever used any kind of remote desktop um software like uh oh what what do we used to use Team Evan? Viewer. Team Viewer. Team Viewer. Have you ever used anything like that? I have for work, but not for sure. like. Yeah. It's it's similar to that. You can also, if you do PlayStation Now, for example, um, have you tried mm -hmm. any of that at all? 
Mm -mm, um, I haven't done PlayStation now. Okay. No. If there's a, by the way, there's a um, free trial. You can try it, and then that'll tell you exactly how this is going to play. Okay. Um, yeah, you can you can literally go on there, try it out, and then cancel it within the week, and it won't cost you anything. Um, but the, yeah, it'll get it'll give you an idea of how it plays because they're using us basically a computer at Sony's like warehouse or their their server farm, and then it's streaming to your PlayStation like PS3 games essentially. <laughs> so that'll tell you exactly how it's going to work depending on your internet. Um, so basically, you need a minimum of like two megabits per second. At least, uh, yeah, yeah, that's for probably for, that's probably for 720. You probably need like four for 1080p or even five. Um, oh and God. but this is this is where uh, I I get to the point where I want to I want to yell at Comcast because it, it does have something to do with your uploads uh, uh, bandwidth and speed as well. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but for the most part, if I think if you have like at least three megabits that you can put towards it, it's fine. It'll work. Um, there is some button lag. I will say that uh, you're not going to play say street fighter or smash brothers easily with it but you'll <laughs> but like rpgs or slower moving games you're gonna play fine like, like a no persona like a, pers like a persona like say a persona 5 oh, um, or something like that. this is another great um this is another way you can try it oj if you don't want to um even do the playstation now do you have you have like a obviously do you have like a laptop or, or something you can kind of walk around with uh -huh. <laughs> um so what you can do is on your playstation 4 you can just use remote play have yeah you, have I've, you tried I, that before? I've tried remote play on my v on my vita Mm -hmm. And the problem that I've had is that, like, there's, like, ish latency issues even you, within my house. Have you tried it on your computer? No. You can do it on your computer as well. You take your DualShock 4, you plug it into your computer, and you mm -hmm. run it. It's free, by the way. The whole thing's free. And it will actually find your DualShock, and you can play it on your computer. Believe it or not, sometimes I'll play my PlayStation 4 that's down here upstairs on my laptop. Oh, I see, I see. It's actually really cool, and it works well. It, it also comes down to your router speed and if you're wired or wireless. But I play wireless, and that's how I've been rolling through Persona doing that. Got it, got it. Yeah, Persona's kind of tough to play just sitting down in front yeah. of the TV. So you know. if you want kind of a preview for how Rainway is going to work, guys, just go on your PlayStation 4, use Remote Play, and stream it to any computer you want, and, and that'll tell you how Rainway is going to play. Got it. There's got also it. YouTube videos you can watch, too, uh, tutorials. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just want to clear that up because there, there's been some confusion based on that. You know, some people were saying, oh, well, it's such that you can't play. Like, you'll have, like, the Switch, but you can't play it outside and, you know. But if you, wanna, um, if you want to leave your house, you can do that as well. So let's say you travel and you um, – let's say we're at Too Many Games, for example. We got a hotel room and we were in there with the internet. Um, as long as your computer is on, the way they were describing it, you have a program that stays open, a Rainway app essentially, and it acts as the server on your computer that you can then access with a web browser. And then you can have it set to yeah. launch games for you. It's a bounce okay. back. Got yeah. it. So, so you, you log into it with your Switch with a browser. The Switch has a browser. It's hidden, but it's there. Um, you would use that. You would tell your computer, hey, launch Overwatch. It'll launch it, and then it'll give... Uh, uh, like top level priority to your switches controls, and that's how it works. But again, you're going to have that that latency of it going from your switch through the internet to your computer. Your computer figures it out and sends it back to your switch. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. hotel internet. Enjoy that whole frame drop. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, he did he did a test. It's also on his Twitter. Um, he did a test, and I think he was getting pretty good. Uh, I think it was like 22 millisecond is what he managed to get from 80 miles away. And that's uh, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, again, that's going to affect something like Street Fighter. But uh, if you're playing Persona, for example, you won't even really notice it. Yeah, probably in a few years we'll get to the point where that won't matter anymore. <clears throat> the button, any button lag, and when the internet 
everyone gets the next upgrade or whatever, you know? Yeah, dude, we're, we're, here's the, here's, okay. I go off on the internet for a while on this one because I follow this exclusively with Comcast in my area. So I found out recently that Comcast is offering a much higher, um, internet service in my area. It's much more expensive, but I can get one gigabit down and one gigabit up now from Comcast. Whoa. Um, but it's $300 a month. <laughs> um, wait. Three hundred dollars a month. Oh, but it's a oh, it's a gig. It's a gigabit. A gigabit upload. Man, you can upload your video right away. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. You gigabit. You can, oh my gosh, you can upload, you can upload yourself. It while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> a gig, you can a upload gigabit yourself. Up is dude, like live action feed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. yeah, it's pretty pricey. So what I found out when I called them, I think there's also like a thousand dollars up front to give them as well because they actually run a fiber line out to your house. Oh, so you um, like get a direct connection from their satellite there. Oh yep, you get gosh. a direct connection to their hub. That's how it works in my neighborhood anyway. So the reason it's so expensive is because they know only like 10 people in the neighborhood would even pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, when you have God running the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When God and is running your internet connection. The, the thing that kills me is if I go like three miles into Delaware, because I live right on the edge of Delaware, um, I can get Fios and get 300 down and 300 up for like 80 bucks a month. Fios wow. is good. It's just not available in my area, but I really want Same it. Same here. I have just. I only have Comcast, and it kills me inside. Comcast <laughs> is so trash. Dude. I had a Comcast when I was in, in college, and I hated them. I get. I get. A, I so get hundred. I get. A, I get a hundred down and eight up. <laughs> the up is like the, the down isn't bad, but the up is horrible. Well, not horrible. It's not. It's not a horrible. It's bad. It's bad. It takes me about half an hour to upload a video. Yeah, but it's not. It's definitely not good. I mean, I got twenty three up, so that's, that's great. Just, uh, I would kill for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you heard it here first. Spunwave will do live uploads. Yes. Pretty soon. Yes. <laughs> with with a gigabit with a gigabit up, I think I could stream eight K video. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, but that's it's. But you said three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, it's expensive, are you, dude. Are you willing to pay that? For no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even need that much. I need like um. It, it's like, I would be fine with already. Yeah, I'd be fine with two hundred down, two hundred up. But the problem is, they Comcast needs to be pushed in the right direction to replace all of their nineteen uh, eighties copper wire, and they're they're not going to. <laughs> they they there's no need to. There's no competition in my area. So why the copper they? the copper wire in my and and every single summer. Here where I'm at in the Central Valley, it gets super hot, right? That's why I'm always wearing white t-shirts. It's just always like it's like 100 degrees all the time here. And the copper wire burns, and my internet connection every single summer goes to crap because the <laughs> copper wire melts and burns. And every time I have to call them at the exact same time, like my mm. connection doesn't work anymore. It just recently happened to me where I couldn't stream for like a week because it all melted. So I mean, I know, and they use Ooh. the cheapest crap, you know, as far as the internet. I have Spectrum. So. What do you, what, Dave? What do you have out there, man? Uh. I believe it's Comcast as well. Oh, okay. I don't know if they gave you guys better internet out there, but it's um. I, don't I have. Like a, it here. I think I have three hundred uh, three hundred down right now. Mm. Oh, okay. And nice. uh, and I, I think it's like not very good uploading though. It's yeah. like it's like twenty five. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's not the thing about fios is it's um it's the same both download and upload which is I really want that. <laughs> I would honestly go from this to fifty down and fifty up just so I can have that upload speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the upload speed is the most important. I mean, even like gaming and stuff like that. It's just always you got to have that great upload speed. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I the, that's the thing though. They got to be pushed into doing it because it's very costly. Like whenever I see construction workers out there probably working on electrical, I'm always hoping FiOS is coming in. But uh, they have to dig up yards and everything. They got to run fiber optic lines. But it's it. Whenever we get to that point, because at this point, the United States has like the worst internet in the world, which is crazy to think about. Mm, yeah. So who has the best one then? 
South Korea, I think. Mm. Is that Starcraft tournaments? Evan, is that correct? South Korea has the best internet. <laughs> I think the last time we checked, yeah. I'm almost positive South Korea. Yeah, they have the best internet. They have like it's like twenty bucks for ridiculous internet. <laughs> Like I, I have to remember what their average is, but it's super yeah, high. I, I pulled it up. Number one is South Korea, twenty six point seven uh, megabits uh, megabits upload, or just it says average connection speed. And then number two is Sweden with nineteen. Number three is Norway with eighteen point eight, and number four oh, is Japan geez. with seventeen point four. Yeah, there are some crazy speed yeah, tests you can go online and look up, <laughs> and uh, it's always people off the coast of Japan doing it. And it's like, like you see the little, you know how like if you do speed tests, you have a little arrow that like slowly fills up like that. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, they'll do a speed test, and it starts here, and it's just like that. It's just instant. Jealous. So, yeah, me too. I don't know. I mean, it, I know there's also parts of the world where like internet's terrible, but it's just it's not here. Yes, I'm America- saying Australia. America's is horrible. Like we. Yeah. <laughs> We're like below. Hold up, it's like Netherlands, Hong Kong, Latvia. What? What, is, what country is that? <laughs> I what? I oh, okay. Man. One gigabit up and one gigabit down at five. Oh, man. Finland, Denmark. There's just so many more countries that have better than us. We're we're pretty below, man. Yeah, we're we're, ter- we're running on stuff from the the 80s, like I said. Yeah, we're, we're, do you think it's the population factor here too that everyone's popul- using the population same size? Um, I know some countries require like the companies to stay up mm-hmm. to a certain standard yeah. to try to make sure the country runs well. Um, for us, it since it's more of like the open ish market. Like the Comcast near me just bought AT and T, which had the cable network here, and then they just went, okay, we're Comcast now, and then walked away. Like it's still <laughs> that's still what it is. We still yep. have the cables above ground. Technically, if a wind blows out here and a tree hits a cable, my internet's down for a good ten minutes. It's ter- yeah. it's terrible. It's just super old hardware they're using, and they they have no need to do it because they basically run a monopoly that is for some reason not regulated at all it's weird and that happened during the um me and dave we were streaming the nintendo january uh and there was a there was a a, a storm and literally i heard like a tree hit something and everything just went out my whole power everything just just cut i'm like this sucks Um, (laughs) i was telling guys online to don't leave don't leave he's he's gonna get it back up (laughs) <laughs> oh man well, i was sitting in darkness for like three or like three minutes like okay <laughs> yeah so everyone else is moving to fiber optics and we just i don't know they just don't care and like i said they're not pushed to care they're going to get whatever they can out of these fiber of these uh copper wires until they pretty much dissolve um but it's eventually i have to imagine eventually the government in the united states does something about it but i mean at this point comcast pays money to the government <laughs> For them to, I get. Well, no, they they passed that bill that where Comcast can now sell our information. So mm. that's great. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, the government doesn't seem to care about any of that, which is weird. America, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's like a first world thing to complain about, but still, it is. <laughs> it, it is. It definitely is. But it is. <laughs> yeah. All I know now is apparently I need to get three hundred dollars a month, and I can have ridiculous internet. So there you go. We'll see someday. It's not like you don't have like you know like a kid to feed or anything. Yeah, like I know, right? <laughs> he keeps eating. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. Well, we got another ten minutes left. Does anybody in the chat want to ha- ask us any questions before we close it up? See if anybody has anything. Anything good? People keep talking about the Atari box. We still don't know any other information about it. Yeah, people have been asking me else. about that too, and I'm like, I don't know what to tell. I'm like, 
Atari's ancient, even for me, and I'm an old dude. You yeah, know, but I mean, I we're, think we're all kind of old guys, and it's ancient for us too. I so. think it's just because it's so fascinating to see such an old company get back into the you know the console market. It sounds <laughs> weird. I'm just curious yeah. what the specs will be like. What are they going for, really? You know, I, I they have to use an ARM chip, right? Like, just go all ARM and then do something that's like mediocre visuals and everything. I don't know. It's <laughs> I I don't know how they could R and D something so expensive, you know, and then compete against the PS4 or something. Although we keep hearing about that third company that apparently AMD was was designing something for, so maybe wasn't that like a Mac laptop or something like that? Oh, is that what that turned out to be? I just remember everyone yeah. was like trying to figure out if that was the case. Yeah, it was like uh, a Mac laptop. Uh, ooh, okay, what we got here? Um, I'll watch Dragon Ball Super when I get done here. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't get the Crash trilogy yet. I, I keep thinking about it, but I haven't done it yet. I'll get it when it's like. Ten dollars, because you know it will be. <laughs> it, it'll drop, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's a timed exclusive, from what everyone's saying. Like the the rumor is that it's timed exclusive, which means it could go to like the Xbox or maybe the Switch. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I mean, they do those sales at the holidays on PSN, so I'm sure they'll discount it like fifty percent. Yeah, because like <laughs> you look at the what's it called? What's that game? Um, crack or not? Um, Ratchet and Clank. That mm. got discounted quick, and it's like nine dollars right now. Yeah, so I mean, and that's basically and I, free. Yeah, I, exactly. I picked it up. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'll now I'll get it. You know, so like with those games, you just wait. You don't need to buy it right at launch. Mm. Well, we were yeah, they were selling the, the deluxe edition of Battlefront last Christmas for like twelve dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's like, and they were selling for a hundred dollars when it first came out. So I was like, man. Someone also asked about the um, uh, what was it? oh someone else about the uh, the hardware comment that they had at the uh, investors meeting. Um, you talked about that a little bit, Dave, didn't you? I, I just mentioned it in my video. I said they announced that they're, they're working on new hardware, basically. And okay. that's it. <laughs> then uh, people are, uh, apparently Nintendo, really, I think, just, yeah, I think that was just a, like a, like a, what's, what's that generic answer? It's like, we are definitely investing in the future kind of thing. You know, I think that's oh, what they okay. were. Well, he said, he said that they have uh, the $9 billion and they're gonna, they asked you, what are you doing with all this cash? And he's like, well, we're investing in new hardware, software, IP, mobile, and amusement parks. Of yeah. course. Yeah. You got to make the next iteration of the switch, right? The next switch. Excel or switch yeah. mini or whatever that they, yeah, of course. And, and, in, and in one of the earlier uh, questions, they did actually talk about the, how everything's coming out with VR and how they're interested in it, but not yet. So maybe something related to that. They said they're investing in uh, recent, what was it? Uh, tech innovations. They didn't say of course what, cause they're Nintendo. Yeah, but I mean, it could be it could be anything, you know. I mean, I, my first thought was 4K and VR, but then they were like, "We're not really that interested in 4K." I mean, they're interested in 4K to a degree, but they're not like putting anything out anytime soon for it. I, I think, but you you know, behind closed doors, they're they're working on chipsets and stuff that might be able to put 4K out. So, I mean, with the well, I, mean, I mean with the Wii, they were working on the Wii U that was doing 1080p and 720p. So, right. um, oh, uh. Whereas um, someone was talking about Metal Gear Solid, uh, somebody, a lead developer from Metal Gear working with Nintendo. I didn't hear anything about that yet. I don't know if you guys I did. did. Yeah, he, he worked on, there's a developer that's now working for Nintendo's like EAD team or something like that, that he worked on um, Resident Evil 7 and he worked on Metal Gear Solid 5 and now he's an employee with Nintendo. And that potentially he's working on a new project. They said that it could be Zelda DLC, but probably not because the director of the Zelda DLC and everyone, you know, a person of that stature would probably be in the lead role and 
he's not talking about the Zelda DLC. There's someone else talking about Zelda DLC. So it's probably not that. So people are trying to say, okay, well, maybe Nintendo's working on some type of game like a Resident Evil or like a Metal Gear mature rated, realistic looking type of game. And maybe he is the leader or he is like the lead producer of that type of game. Uh, okay. That type of experience. So. Okay. So he's, he's kind of more for like the, um, like the kind of the, the creepy ambiance kind of games like metal, like Resident Evil, you said. Yeah. Resident Evil seven. He worked on that and he also worked on metal gear solid five. So is it, you know, is it possible he could be helping with uh, Metroid? Uh, you know that's a possibility you know what that it, it all kind of lines up right that's definitely a possibility metro definitely fits the resident evil and metal gear solid type i mean that's nintendo's equivalent right yeah. um so yeah he can definitely be working on on um that they said that the with metro they have a talented group of it sounds like they kind of just brought people together right that they have in-house that they can control which makes sense because we've seen some companies like obviously we see square enix who should have made things like final fantasy 7 remake and kingdom hearts 3 uh mm -hmm. in-house from the beginning mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think with that tanabe um uh, tanabe 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 he um obviously like this is rumor right um but mm -hmm. there were some things that there were some issues with retro studios when it comes to their heads and him and them kind of budding and then them, him being in Japan and them being there and the direction of what they wanted to do, which kind of led to Metroid Prime being done and then them going with Metroid Other M, but then that didn't work. So I guess Nintendo was really trying to make sure that if we're going to do the Metroid game, we're going to have everyone there. We're going to have Tanabe working with people that he knows. So maybe Tanabe put this team together. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So he can make the game and have the team that he wants to because of the budding of heads that went on you know, with the Metroid Other M and also with uh, Metroid uh, Metroid Federation Force and also Metroid Prime 3. I guess apparently there's some issues with that game too, with um, problems with the team between Retro and Tanabe. So I can see why Nintendo just said, screw it, skip it, Retro. You guys go do something else. We're going to get a new team for, Met, uh, for Metroid and we're going to put Tanabe in charge and he's going to lead this group of people. So maybe he's one of those guys. With Metroid so. Prime 3, you can kind of tell that something yeah. changed. Mm -hmm. The way the game is, it's not, not the same as the first two. A little bit it's different. kind of it's kind of it's kind of um straightforward too. It seems like they like there might have there might have been some ideas that they wanted to do and they just said no, or so they just said we're not going to do it. We're just going to just do this. We're going to put out a normal prime type of game. Maybe like not so hard as Metroid Prime Two, you know. Not I mean it's probably the easiest out of the three, right? Yeah, I would it say is. it's it's the easiest out of the three. So um, they put the hyper theme in there, you know, like the you know. So there's a lot of different things in there, and you can tell so maybe something happened. Maybe retro wasn't given enough freedom, you know, um, creative things to put in kind of something. I don't know. I don't want to bash Tanabe or anything like that, or you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. we'll next, see. next one up, we have a uh, steep having issues with the switch. Do you guys hear about that? Someone's asking yeah, that recently. It sounds like they're having an issue with online, um, which makes sense because steep is an online only game. Um, I, it's a rumor um, at yeah. first, and I also heard that the rumor they said that Nintendo's kind of stepping in to help. So yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like, like I said, because I, I think we're all trying to figure out about Steep because it's supposed to be an online only game. So when you step away from your house with the system, I don't really know what that game would do. Maybe <laughs> they're trying to develop something you can kind of play even if you're not connected to the internet. Yeah, I was never interested was, in that game personally. I mean, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I've played it. It's it's not a bad game. I got it a little while ago, and it's um it's decent. It's I I kind of like the snowboarding games, but it's more of a um you kind of jump in and you do what you want. And they also the coolest thing about the game is probably are probably the wingsuits. Mm -hmm. Like you you can actually like jump off of a mountain and you just kind of like glide and soar. And so they have a lot of stuff you can do to That's you know cool. the game, but it's it's neat. I, I played it. I I didn't find it to be that great. Um, but I mean I can see why other people would like it though. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's not like the be all end all or anything. I think it was on sale on steam for like half off this 
uh, sale, but uh, it's it's all right. It's cool because it's like an open world snowboarding or sneak snowboarding. Or, cool. Yes. <laughs> I thought you said snowboarding. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a open, yeah, it's an open world uh, snowboarding skiing uh, type of game. It's it's, it's fun. Um, uh, Madden. Yeah, apparently there's a wrestling game going to the Switch. I think there was some kind of like leak or rumor or something about that. Two K eighteen, um, which is. I don't know, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, what else there? Is that everything? Did I get everything? I think I got everything. Um, I think I did. <clears throat> yes, I think I got everything. And then, uh, oh, someone was asking about Xenoverse 2 as well. Yeah, that game. Actually, Xenoverse 2 on the Switch actually looks pretty good. Yeah, um, cool. I, have it on my, I have it on my computer. It's a fun game. Have you, have you played it before, OJ? Yeah, I've played it. Um, I have Xenoverse on the PS4. Um, nice. Um, I don't know what I, I well I don't I know why I got it it was gifted to me um, so I played it a little bit <laughs> I was trying to say like did I buy it no I didn't buy it did I get a review copy no I didn't get a review copy but I know I have it <laughs> but yes it was gifted to me very good uh, nothing about Pocket Rumble I have no idea what happened to that game it kind of fell off the face of the earth um, the developer said they was having some issues with online ah that makes sense very good very good okay maybe we can get that figured out because Evan actually liked that game well you played it on your computer didn't you Evan. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It had all the basics in it. I mean, it wasn't too, like, overly detailed of a fighting game, but there's, you know, some beauty in that, I guess. It's like a $10 game, too, so it looks... It's very Neo Geo Pocket Color-like, so... Oh, yeah. It's um, it's just we're waiting for it to, I guess, come out. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, someone else is saying the Polymega, yes. Um, if you go online and look up on YouTube, they... Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with the Neo Geo CD... Um, but the load times are horrendous on that system. We're talking minutes of load time. The they fixed that with the Polymega. It takes about five seconds apparently to load from the disc. Nice. Well, it should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <all> that whole <laughs> data. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters to the Switch. Nothing about that. But apparently, the the massive outcry for that game is there. So they, um, Ben Ben Namco said that we hear you. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, you might see that show up. Um, yeah, believe it or not, the game looks great. Not that hard to run, surprisingly. Uh, from what I've been hearing, so that's uh, I can see that show up on the Switch pretty easily. Um, I think that's it. Then Are you, I think we're good, guys. Anything else you guys wanted to say? I'm good. I, good. One thing I wanted to say is that uh, Nintendo hasn't played all their cards yet for this year. We're gonna have a, a big surprise uh, pretty soon. <clears throat> what do you? What do you? What do you? You know stuff, Dave. You try to get on the no again? Uh, no. I'm, <laughs> No, I'm not trying to get on the no because the no will will put like the words what I say that like, word, word, be like you mean this super no, no, no. super insider super <laughs> insider details Nintendo know, it's so dumb you but, yeah, actually, it, uh, they actually looked pretty bad last time Dave because they were like ah oh, super metal Dave says uh, two Metroid games but you know it's it's yeah Dave, that's not gonna happen get announced <laughs> but but um but yeah I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there that uh, Nintendo hasn't played all their cards yet for this year. So um, interesting. There's, there's okay. more surprises to come. Is that, is that okay? So something this year then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. oh yeah, definitely. I I mean, and that's what I was trying to tell people, like as far as like E3 goes, it's like, you guys are sitting here. Don't try to sit here and act like E3 is everything. Cause trust me, Nintendo does not see it that way. That's exactly why we got the announcement. They could have easily announced the whole super Nintendo classic thingy at E3, like during their, their, their 25 minute thing and could have blown it out of the water even more than they did. You know what I'm saying? They could have said, Hey, you get Star Fox too during that thing. That would have just been amazing during that. But they just said, nah, we're good. 
so it's a, a week later. So. so it's it's an announcement you've heard of, Dave. You don't have to say it, but it's an announcement you've heard in the, um, in the background a little bit. Kinda. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much, but yeah, okay. there, there's there's more surprises to come, and Nintendo even hinted at it a little bit um, that they have more to show for this year. D- didn't Reggie say something about that? He did. He did. Yeah. Um, so there's more there's more coming this year. Um, okay. So so guys out there, I know if you're if you're not happy with something going on with Nintendo right now, um, you know maybe yeah, you will be. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I will. I will look forward to see what this this announcement is. I'm thinking it's. I don't know. Maybe it's online. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have see. to wait and see. Yes. Okay. Dragon, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Fighters two and three combo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So I guess that's everything. Uh, Dave, do you want to let them know where they can find you, man? This is Super Metal Dave sixty four on YouTube. Just type it in and then at S Metal Dave sixty four on Twitter. Very good. Very good about you, Evan. Uh, pretty much anything Kimmerick's project cool. on Twitter, uh, Twitch, Instagram stuff. I'll just cool. do my little thing. I'm the guy that's been modding that a lot of you have cool. noticed. Yes. That. <laughs> Thank you for that. You, you did a good job with the chat. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, and then uh, OJ, where can they find you, man? Just uh, Player Essence. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter if you want to talk to me. Play, just at player essence and my alarm's going off in my house right at the right at this time uh, <laughs> it's okay. fine it's it's my daughter and, and it's, my just fire. Oh, yeah, it's just a fire it's just a fire my house is burning down don't worry don't worry my video games will be safe i'll take yeah. it out um uh at player essence on twitter um that's the easiest way to get a hold of me um so yeah just follow me there and also just player essence on youtube as well i do at least two to three videos um a day if you're really into um nintendo gaming and japanese gaming so like uh, like Code Vein and like Monster Hunter, so stuff that's not only Nintendo, but like it on like PS4 or PC that's Japanese gaming. I'm all into that, and I cover that pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, you're you're also, on top of that pretty well, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Japanese gaming and Nintendo, I'm on top of it. Western gaming, not as much. I don't cover everything, but I will cover something if it interests me. But I mainly just cover Japanese gaming and N- Nintendo stuff. Sure. Very good. Very good. All right. I guess that's uh, uh, it for us tonight on this episode of Spawncast. Thanks for tuning in to us tonight. I know it's Saturday night and a lot of people are usually out doing stuff, but thank you for uh, not watching Dragon Ball Super for about two hours and hanging out with us. So, um, uh, but <laughs> I guess are, that's... Man. Yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it for us here, guys. Uh, of course, you can always check us out on uh, Spawn Wave Media on YouTube and check us out on Twitter as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.